0: So how are you attracted to that as a group if gender is not a class condition?
1: I don't think you. I don't think you can be. I don't think it makes sense because if I can't tell wh- who's a woman by looking at them, then how could I possibly be attracted to women? Back.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Hello and welcome back to Stone Butch Disco. Uh, this is your host Rachel, and I am in a new place recording. Um, there, I believe, is a squirrel in this new place's attic, so you may hear some shuffling. It reminds me of that scene in Reno 911 where there's a weasel in the wall. I'm living that right now. Um, it keeps going back and forth. I'll try to not to let let it distract me, like it just did at the the very introduction of this episode. Well, well, folks, um, this week it's Lesbian Visibility Week, and I feel insufficiently visible. And I really have just produced a rant, I think, um, which is a response to various things that Lily and I also cover in our conversation. But you're about to experience about a, a flat 20 minute introduction on my part to like why I give a shit about Lesbian Visibility Week and how people talk about it, but don't seem to like, at least in all scenarios, especially corporate ones, actively do it in a way that really lands with me very well after my... Blah-blahs, which some people like. Um, it helps me at least get the shit off my chest and keep keep going with the project. After all that, Lily's going to hop in around 21 minutes, um, and we're just going to kind of figure out what's going on with, like, invisibility. The lesbian, who is she? Why is she invisible? Is it helping to say that she's not really anything in particular? Um, I thought I would just kind of go through everything that has come across my desk with regard to lesbian visibility and reflect on how I feel about whether it's really hitting the mark and helping me feel seen in any way whatsoever. Lesbians who know what I'm talking about. I see you. I feel like the, the internet becomes a really weird fucking place for lesbians, like during specifically during lesbian visibility week, it becomes like a cacophony of people trying to say that, like you cannot define the word lesbian Which, weirdly, doesn't help with a population that has a visibility problem associated with what it actually is, right? And who alighted upon the podcast this fine day to help me do this reflection? But the femme lesbian theorist and writer Lily Cooney, who you may know and remember and love from episode 10 of the pod. Her new professional writerly Instagram is at Lily Cooney, C-O-O-N-E-Y, writer, at Lily Cooney, writer on Instagram. In this episode, we uh, consider from all sides whether we deserve to be canceled for um, having an identity that is a discrete identity. Um, yeah, it's a worthy question, but we think we answer it. Um, I will say I know that this, like, I've officially switched. I was doing, like, every Friday episodes. Now I've started doing every Tuesday. That's probably going to be the case for the next couple weeks. Um because various factors have intervened namely uh we've been buried under a giant pile of home improvement projects and we remain there um so much so that like i took a bunch of really cute pictures of my wife painting a whole ass giant ass room ass room it was actually one of those infuriating like kind of comedy of errors like the money pit a little bit but hopefully not really a pit um Anywho, took a bunch of pictures, didn't even, haven't had the energy to upload them to Instagram. And I noticed we just crept over the line of a thousand followers very quietly while I have been completely distracted. Um, thank you. Thank you, new followers. Thank you, folks who are saying, hey, Stonebridge Disco is doing some important theorizing work. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Also, thank you to Candace and Deanne who have just slid right in here. Uh, as our, our newest Patreon supporters, while I've been putting this week, I have had no like output in terms of the pod, and I felt guilty because people are saying I really love this work, so I felt so guilty. And then Candace and Deanne just like slid in and joined the Patreon, like right when I needed them to, to not feel like a complete fuck up. So thank you so much for your support; it means everything. patreoncom slash Disco If you're into this project, if you want it to survive, right? So Lesbian Visibility Week. Lesbians have a visibility problem because we don't have penises. That's a bit of an oversimplification. But I think it kind of holds up to scrutiny. All that I mean by that is that there is a whole lot about female sexuality, especially, like, lesbian female sexuality, female homosexuality that is not understood. Um, Most recently, I was talking to a detransitioner named Carol, who is actually going to be on the pod in a couple weeks, who was talking about how intertwined were her experiences of gender dysphoria and homosexuality specifically the feelings of dysphoria associated with wanting strap-on sex something that she and I and her friend who I think coined this term called the thrust instinct we're going to we're going to talk about that in 2 weeks but it's well you'll hear the episode in which we talked about it but these are aspects of female sexuality that like Carol has since come to terms with being a core part of her butch lesbian identity, but for a long time she thought made her trans, or were really wrapped up in the truth of her being, being a trans um, soul. And she kind of discovered that that was a way to be a lesbian, but it's like, that's the kind of stuff that I didn't know either. So there's a lot of female sexuality that, because it's female, is just not talked about as though there's something there. It goes back to like the Freudian bullshit, right? Like The idea that There's something missing, that you can't have an entire identity structured around pussy. You can't. It makes sense if you have one structured around dick. Nobody's really going to criticize you. But if you try to say that, like, pussy is something specific, then you're in trouble. That's contributing to the problem, I think. And for me, as somebody who thought that there was something really wrong with me for the way that I was being gay, or, like, doing gayness, gay sex, Lesbian Visibility Week has really high stakes, there are aspects of our experiences that the world never fucking hears about. That, like, kids growing up, like we were, never would have known that, that I could live the life that I live right now. That I could have a solidly, like, very feminist, butch femme setup where, like, my female masculinity is mirrored by female femininity, and we are neither one of us lesser people, less complex. Closer to the to the male side of the spectrum, not none of that is happening. We share a lot in this little butch femme thing. I didn't know that I could have this little dyad that I could have until I started reading about it. So I'm here. I'm here to be the place that somebody can can arrive at and find this life is possible for you. And I know Mac feels the same way. Mac is my often co-host. Um, we're we're. We're dealing with invisibility because in the absence of, in the vacuum that is created by people saying that the word lesbian doesn't mean anything in particular, it could mean anything, could apply to anyone, could apply to somebody who doesn't have a consciousness around being a same-sex attracted female human being, girls growing up like I was just assume that there is no group of people who have and share a consciousness around being a same-sex attracted female human being, that there is no such group and there should be no such group and that's essentially what the queer community is saying now to kids. I had somebody tell me online, like, uh, what did they say? How do they put it? Oh, they said, there's so much more to being a lesbian than being a woman. What the actual fuck does that even mean? Does that mean that being a woman is not complex and hard and difficult? Does that mean that being a woman... Does that really mean that there's some profound difference between lesbians who choose to call themselves non binary and lesbians who choose to call themselves women, especially if both of those groups of people are gender non conforming? Like, I'm not a woman because I feel like a woman. I just say I'm a woman because that's the label I was given, and I think women should be allowed to be diverse, and I'm a lesbian. I, I just don't, we don't need to be thinking this hard about that. That's not the visibility issue. There are tons of things that need more visibility, but I do know for sure that there is one discrete thing called same-sex attracted females, which used to be called lesbians. That thing is not visible to society to the extent that there are kids who think they must transition if they are homosexual and masculine. It's increasingly common. It happened to me and I wasn't even a kid. And it just makes sense that if you continually like introduce fissures and cracks and differences and try to separate i'm different than these other kind of lesbians i'm like a special kind of lesbian like i'm people who call themselves women are simple and i'm i've got more going on like if you're doing that kind of thing then you're dispersing us the way monique wittig and i'm going to mispronounce her name the way she said not to do stop with the dispersal there is actually something specific at the root here and we're allowed to say that it's specific because the specificity is why it's fucking invisible Why the fucking is invisible. I don't know what the hell you want to call it. It used to be called lesbian. I'd really love it if we could keep the word lesbian for a sexuality that shares a sex class. It's really great for girls growing up to be able to find that. I would argue that it's the thing that is needed the most by my group of people. um, And it's the thing that requires uh, an increase in visibility. It's it's the thing that is not visible enough. Um, And I can put my finger on it. But so many corporations... And they are really corporations, including NGOs, I guess. Can't put their finger on it and actually just refuse to. Case in point. There are many cases in point, but like a lot of them are corporate. So I'm going to go straight to like my email inbox. I don't know how many of you guys like follow wet for her, the company, the sex toy company. It's not like I'm not going to buy shit from them. They're a good company, but I mean, good God. Here we have a paragraph. It's lesbian visibility week. Get an extra $10 off. Okay, here's what they say about Lesbian Visibility Week. The aim is to celebrate all LGBTQ plus women and non-binary people to create unity and to recognize, celebrate, and support lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer women to be able to be our true selves anywhere, be it at work, at home, socially, or in the bedroom. And then they go on to talk about their company. Wet for Her has been a pioneer in LGBTQ plus pleasure moments. Um, For Lesbian Visibility Week, enjoy $10 off. But the paragraph right that i just read i feel like you can hear you can hear the issue if you're if you're with me and you think that like the reason that we have a lesbian visibility week is that a lesbian is a particular type of thing if you if you are with me on those two on on that count right like we have a lesbian visibility week that's because lesbians were invisible which means there is something called a lesbian that is a specific entity in the universe if you're with me there then I'm sure this paragraph falls a little short for you, too. It's Lesbian Visibility Week. The aim is to celebrate all LGBTQ plus women and non-binary people and to create unity and to recognize, celebrate, and support les- lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer women to be able to be our true selves anywhere. My God, that's a lot of stuff for Lesbian Visibility Week to be trying to do. It's weird. It's almost like it completely dissolves what it is that is invisible. If you have a thing that needs to be visible, you have to be able to define that thing. I'm getting more and more frustrated with the fact that I'm hearing from so many people who listen to this podcast and from my own heart that, like, actually there is something very specific about being a same-sex attracted female human being. And that homophobia and misogyny are impacting so many of us in ways that we almost have no language to describe because we're called TERFs when we try to describe it. Like, when we actually try to say, my body set me up to be completely fucked over by the world in these specific ways, right? Like, so many people are with me on being like, maybe I am a unique category. (laughs) And then... And then in Lesbian Visibility Week, you get told, actually, that thing that you thought was invisible that like you couldn't find for your whole life, and you finally landed on the word butch lesbian, and everybody told you that it was turfy to be female about that, to like say that your butch lesbianism is female, all those people telling you that are now saying, well, a lesbian is nothing in particular. It seems like the dominant definition of a lesbian within the queer community, which I have finally divorced myself from, and it's like... I'm feeling the queer leave my body and it's like I'm breathing air again. But like the dominant definition is uh, someone who's not a cis man who is into, sexually attracted to, romantically attracted to other not cis male people. So a not cis man who's attracted to not cis men. That is not a definition of a person. And it's not very clear how That is going to be a category that we can make visible as like what a lesbian is. I just, it's so ironic to me that you could be attempting to cash in on Lesbian Visibility Week and still say that a lesbian is nothing in particular. I am tired of being nothing in particular. Lesbians being nothing in particular is why I was so very, very close to self-destruction in grad school. There was no like landing pad. Being a female in a world that pushes masculine females away from saying the word female. Um, And I found lesbian community and it saved me. It saved me. Uh, But in order for that thing to have happened, I would have had to believe that a lesbian was something in particular, not nothing. I just want to like word vomit all of the ways that to be a same-sex attracted female um, sets you up for like a specific experience in this world. And not only that, but also like to be a masculine female sets you up for specific experiences. Like, I know that I have been denied jobs, like, very clearly because of my gender presentation. And how does that affect my wife, who loves me and embraces the way that we fuck with gender together as a homosexual couple, and also the way that I fuck with gender as a gender non-conforming female human being? If I was presenting as male, if I had changed my voice, if I was, like, stealth as a, as a man instead of just passing visually, uh, that would not have happened. And I really, truly believe that the reason butch women scare people so much is because they represent the specter of asexuality that could replace heterosexuality. But Lily and I are going to talk about how butch has been kind of treated as a gender thing instead of a sexuality thing, and it's a sexuality thing for me and for the other people I've interviewed on the pod. And it's just kind of like weird that that part is invisible. Like, if you turn the very, very threatening, sexually de- deviant thing that a butch lesbian is into one among an infinite number of new gender categories, it's almost like you're taking away its power. There, one of the sites that's, like, doing this, and it's not like, I'm not trying to declare war. I know that they have reasons for doing whatever they're doing. I just, I, I don't feel seen, or visible, or specific, or uh, even coherent. I don't feel like a coherent category in the universe when I look at the Butch is Not a Dirty Word page on Instagram. And I love the calendar, like the visual stuff about like female masculinity. It really gets me. I think it's a beautiful project. But frankly, the way that sites like Butch is Not a Dirty Word treat Butch is that Butch is something that you invoke, not that you live. For me, Butch is something that I arrived at an understanding of because it was there right like it was like a train of coming it finally landed oh this is me this is what it is i am a masculine female homosexual who embraced the word butch as a function directly of butch femme culture and history because of my interactions with femmes without those interactions i would not have come into my butchness at all i feel like in a lot of places online you just get to invoke it you just get to invoke it it's If you invoke it, then you are, and that's not what makes me feel visible. What makes me feel visible is when people talk about their experiences as same-sex attracted female butches and are like, this is the shit that happened to me, and I realized, God, we had so much in common. You know you're part of a marginalized group that needs more visibility when you don't think that that the other people in your group exist. When you don't think that there are other people who you will have things in common with. When I started this this website, I didn't fucking know that there were gonna be so many other people who were like, oh my god, my experiences are identical. I I thought that I was a man. I thought that I was non-binary. I said that I was non-binary. I thought that a woman couldn't be like this. I thought that I was better than other women. All these like things, these little check marks in what misogyny does to female solidarity, right? All of that shit lines up and we all have it in common. You know there's a fucking visibility problem when you didn't know there were other people experiencing that shit. I'm 31 years old. I learned this year that there were other people experiencing that shit. This year! And specifically the part about discovering that being a same-sex attracted female who's a masculine female can be a specific category and that we all actually, butch lesbians who have found each other via this project, have so much in common that we become a discrete, coherent entity. I didn't know that that was there. So, don't turn Lesbian Visibility Week into something that obscures my specificity, the actual thing that I would need to be visible to feel healthy and whole in this world. Here I'm thinking about the people who would claim that the word lesbian itself is not, like, adequately inclusive. You don't have to add more qualifiers to lesbian for it to be a category that has integrity, like, has internal consistency. There can be people in it. It makes sense. And the majority of lesbians, if you look at polls, that I've seen at least, uh, did not appear to give anybody in the queer world the authority to take the word and declare that it means nothing. To define lesbianism in relation to its proximity or distance from maleness? What? All the writing that has helped lesbians make sense of ourselves has been rooted in the experience of living with a female sex. That's that's the sign under which we have gathered Monique Wittig did it. Judith Butler did it. A lesbian was a was a an embodiment a, and a politicized embodiment, and it was an embodiment in those theories, right? And I think this is just true because I believe them. Those people theorized that woman was just a label placed atop the female sex. It's it's a label. It's a cultural role. And lesbians in general, all lesbians, all lesbians are gender nonconforming. For the, for the way that they act beyond the bounds of heterosexuality. We are people the world labels as women who are breaking the rules. But like in addition to, and we'll talk about this in a, in a minute, but in addition to the people who are claiming that there is a category of gender non-conforming lesbians called non-binary lesbians and that other lesbians are gender conforming. So people who are like introducing cracks in lesbian identity like that, like I'm a different kind of lesbian than these other kind of lesbians. People are doing all that kind of ruminating and, like, forcing false differences. I'm I'm calling it a false difference because all lesbians, and especially butch lesbians, are gender nonconforming, even if we call ourselves women because we think that's a class condition. So anyway, those people introducing all the differences within the category of lesbian, as though it's not just, like, a coherent thing, which it is, are accompanied by people who just flat out don't like the word because it's associated with women, I think. Those who want to be part of a default, universal sameness, they're the ones who like queer. Why can't everybody just be queer? Why can't everybody just be gay? Those are the people who I've heard say explicitly they don't like the word lesbian. Um, I don't like being homogenized or assimilated into the male universal default human being. Uh, so that's why I like the word lesbian. If you're feeling like I do, and you're noticing that it seems like half the queer world has already decided that the word lesbian is too specific to females and, like, too icky and turfy or something like that, like, too limiting, and the other half of the world just keeps introducing, like, new fissures and differences within it, instead of just saying, like, hey, this might be, like, same-sex attracted female people, or giving another definition. It's like... There are two different warring sides. One keeps introducing difference and one keeps negating the existence or the importance of the word at all, but nobody's really offering like one definition with positive content. If you're seeing what I'm seeing, and that actually sounds like something you think we should handle, that's what we're here for. On that note, I'm going to tag in Lily Cooney, uh, another person who, like me, relies on lesbian coherency to make sense of the world. And of her own identity, both of us feel this way. Um, And we might just try to locate ourselves in this lesbian visibility week. Um, What is it that people think is invisible about lesbians? and, And why, if they identify that problem, are they so reluctant to name it? Oh, just kidding. I think that was my volume was off. Yeah, I think it's you. <laughs> uh, this is sorry. my
1: cat. She wanted to say hi, clearly. Um, mm-hmm. What's her name? Tundra. Tundra.
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I was just going down a rabbit hole of, like, how I feel on Lesbian Visibility Week about people trying to make me feel visible. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't even know it was lesbian visibility week because I we wear like a wear more rainbows this week or something. I don't know. Right. I who knows. I think it's an opportunity for corporations to try to sell us um versions of ourselves that are inaccurate. Mm. Um, but yeah, I got an email. I thought you would get a kick out of this. Okay. See if I can find it. Shit, I'm so old. I feel like I lose everything all the time. Um it was an email from Wet for Her, the like sex toy company. Uh-huh. And the email goes, It's Lesbian Visibility Week. The aim is to celebrate all LGBTQ plus women and non-binary people to Why? create unity. <laughs> and to recognize Why? I know. <laughs> and oh. to recognize, celebrate, and support lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer women to be able to be our true selves anywhere. It's like it's at this point, it should just be a trope that lesbian visibility week as soon as possible becomes about everyone else. Wow. Immediately. Yeah.
1: Not surprising, but still I'm like, what? I don't, why? It doesn't make sense. And the G stands for gay men, right? (laughs) In a a lot of cases. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't even, I don't even get it, but (laughs)
0: great. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm, I'm in a new, we've, we have moved in with my mother. We are mm. we're trying to fix up this house and get her to Mexico. We have like a long game, mm-hmm. um, but I'm probably not. I'm I've been like home improvementing, so yeah. If I take video from this. It's just going to be your brilliant face, but I'm probably not going to be like <laughs> recording video of me because I feel like I just look smelly. I just look like I've been working for too long. No,
1: that's the good thing about Zoom—is no one can smell you.
0: Uh, that's a fact. Until we get scratch and sniff Zoom, I used to really want that. <laughs> as a child i was like one <laughs> the one element that we're missing at the 3d movies is smell Oh, yeah. that sounds horrifying <laughs> terrible idea yeah yeah okay.
1: no this last week i told you um we got bed bugs last week this doesn't have to go in the podcast this is just personal but um and so we were sleeping we threw out our mattress at like 10 p.m and we're sleeping on an air mattress in the living room and the next morning i had my uh zoom interview for grad school jesus christ so i was like equally um unshowered like not <laughs> slept but the zoom zoom covers it all like you couldn't even see how oily my hair was or anything it was great and Did it they, went do they
0: like, have oh, that no. many i need to be playing with those settings more but it apparently yeah. you you passed your interview with flying colors yes because yeah. you're, you're off to new york mm-hmm yeah do so excited about I... portland <laughs> yeah, I feel
1: really good about it. I was literally just walking home from the park, and I walked past a group of hipsters congregating on the corner, and I was like, "I'm, I'm ready to go." Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I've been ready, so mm-hmm. yeah, feels good. Um, you have a lot, a lot of recent work. Well, I have two things that have come out out recently. Well, I guess three, kind of but nice. two are more relevant to our topics here but um i know we talked a little bit on the last episode about kind of the women and fems thing but that's the use of the
0: phrase women and fems as though that's a coherent um category of people
1: mm-hmm. i wrote more in depth about that and then i also have written a little bit about um sort of The anti-cancel culture left, which is a space that I have been engaging with for a while now, but how um, orthodoxies around gender and queer theory are sort of one of the last things that people are letting go of in that space. That people are very kind of open and accepting and, you know, they're anti-cancel culture, but still when you (laughs) question some orthodoxies around gender, people will get very upset. Um, so that's one of the recent things I wrote to gender and social justice orthodoxy. Okay. Yes.
0: So that I remember when I saw the little teaser of that essay and I wanted to know what it contained. So let's, um, I think we're going to, we're going to get to the anti-cancel culture bit when we start talking about this first question, which I did see on your post. So the thing that I was actually just diving into was what do people mean when they say lesbian visibility? Yeah. And you had posted, why are people fighting to change the meaning of the term lesbian to non-men loving non-men? Yeah. But no one wants to change the definition of a gay man to non-women loving non-women. No. Um, and I, yeah, I remember my response to that post was like, right. Um, so what's a lesbian? <laughs> why, <laughs> why By my have- definition I should yeah should we start there because I'm wondering if ours are identical
1: yeah well my definition of a lesbian is a woman who is sexually and romantically oriented towards other women okay so I I would say my and this is because I feel like
0: I have been disciplined into um strategizing with my terminology right like not Mm. Well, I always would strategize, but the idea that like, I have to be hyper specific to be honest in quotation Mm. marks, same sex attracted females with a class consciousness around that. Oh, interesting. So I've started like, like sticking those two things together because we wouldn't use the word if we weren't trying to promote a consciousness, Mm. but, and I'm also, I, I just want to sidestep the whole who's a woman thing, Mm. but well, yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah I mean I've I've come to like my I I guess there's definitions within definitions right Mm -hmm. so uh, my understanding of woman woman, we've talked about before is an adult human female and I um yeah so that's what I mean when I say that as you said
0: and I appreciated this language too because you had you said on the first episode we recorded that you have no interest in excluding trans women from the category of womanhood that's not really what you want and neither do I yeah. But I do think it's worth acknowledging what we mean when we talk, you know, like if I if I was addressing <clears throat> and when I do, I think part of it is when you and I talk about gender, we do value specificity around sex based distinctions. So when we yeah. talk about women, we're going to be talking about that category of people interpolated as having the female sex. When we talk about trans women, we're going to be
1: talking about the category of people living as women.
0: Right. Right. right? Who? But
1: exactly. Who- and that's. That's why we, we put the word trans in front of it. It's not to other people or to exclude people. It's to describe that specific experience that that person is having where they were born male, but they're living in society and being perceived as female. Sure. So when we're, when we're talking about, and sorry, that sure. I don't know what my
0: tone sounded like, but I I wholeheartedly (laughs) agree (laughs) with the way you just put that. Um, but my brain bounced (laughs) to the Mm -hmm. next, uh, hypothetical scenario, which is we're talking about being female-presenting humans in the world, and you could say women have to deal with this. Maybe that's a situation where it doesn't matter, distinguishing trans women from
1: women. Yeah, Um, like, right, for example, street harassment that women get.
0: Yeah, so women
1: just experience that. It really is, as you say, definitions on
0: definitions, we could have like an uh, eggs within (laughs) eggs situation, but Mm -hmm. there's just no way to like there's no pure world in which every word every term can be like applied equally in all scenarios without erasing some specificity or I guess I guess that's a really weird
1: backwards way to say Mm -hmm. everything depends on context um yeah and I would say like you have to have the definition of woman as an adult human female for even the definition of trans woman to make sense because right. what is a trans woman transitioning to be right a female right right like <laughs> uh, if we don't have a definition of woman then it doesn't then yeah it it doesn't it makes it harder to talk about what trans womanhood is too
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. um hmm um you said say uh, a woman who's
0: romantically and sexually oriented towards other women, right? Is that okay? I guess you could say um,
1: solely towards other women um, to specify between bisexual women and lesbians. Good point.
0: Yeah, totally. Although
1: there's a lot of overlap in the experiences between those groups. Yes.
0: Um, And there is a, I think there's a bi visibility week. Oh, good. I don't really know these weeks, um, but I do know that like, there are groups of people who have visibility problems and there are groups of people who don't have visibility problems. Yeah. What, what would you say to my hypothesis that lesbians do have a specific visibility problem?
1: Yeah, I would say that's accurate. Like we've, we've talked about the lack of, of accurate lesbian representation in the media. Um, I mean, even when I was growing up in the early like 2000s, I didn't know any lesbians. Like I didn't know that was a thing. Like <laughs> I remember a kid called me gay in class and I was like, I'm not, I'm not gay. I I'm not a boy. Only boys, only men could be gay. Like I literally didn't even like <laughs> know right. it was. a. Th- so yeah, I, I would say lesbians have a visibility problem. And even still with all this queer representation in the media, because of this issue we've discussed where lesbian is being, the term is being opened up to include everybody, I would say we still have a visibility problem because of that lack of specificity. Right. A large part of my
0: feeling this week is like, well, hang on, not everybody has a visibility problem. Like, as Mm. far as I can tell, non-binary gender is very visible. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking specifically about this article that the app Her, Mm. the lesbian dating app, very, you know, appropriately for them put out an article that said like you can be a non-binary lesbian because they want everybody to come to their app and find dates right so like throw the wide net um yeah not to mention they already made what is very clearly a mistake in the 21st century which is to use the her pronoun in their name and this article surely reads with all the quiet desperation of a (laughs) corporate uh memo a corrective memo but i was thinking this was timed with lesbian visibility week and Mm. it kind of insists that the way that most lesbians define themselves is not the way that lesbian is defined um Mm -hmm. and it and it's it was like pushing this idea that like non-binary lesbians are have always existed which how do you feel do you hear that a lot that like these different gender categories that are new novel gender categories have always existed
1: yeah, I've heard a lot the the idea that non-binary people have always existed, but I I see the point that the that that claim is trying to make, which is, but I think it's this issue where where non-binary and gender nonconformity are getting conflated because yeah. gender nonconforming people have always existed. Those people did not start calling themselves non-binary until maybe twenty fourteen. So sure. yeah. yes the group of people who are maybe similar to the people who are calling themselves non-binary now have always existed. There, I guess there could be an argument that in some cultures, there are third, third, fourth, fifth uh, genders. But I also think those are very culturally specific. And a lot of the people who bring those up don't actually really know what they're talking about. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, I've looked into it a little bit, and I'm definitely not an expert either, but I'm curious about this argument that people use. And in a lot of cases, these third or fourth genders are basically masculine man or feminine woman. It's not right. that a person wasn't male or wasn't female. It's that they weren't behaving or dressing um, based on the norms of their sex. Um, right. So, so ma-
0: masculine woman, feminine man, but but with sex acknowledged.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, And the way that it's acknowledged is that this makes you a different gender because you're not performing what you're supposed to based on your sex. So that's something that I respect people's like different cultures, but that's not really how I see it because I see masculine women as women and feminine men as men. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In order to me, in order to say like, well, non-binary and we can we can drop the word lesbian just to think of it theoretically like, well, non-binary people have already existed. You would have to be saying well, gender non-conforming people who call themselves non-binary have always existed, which, which is we know is not the case. Yeah. So what's the point of saying it? It doesn't seem to make sense. What They mean gender yeah. non-conforming because, yes. because the thing about non-binary that's novel is that people are saying, because I'm gender non-conforming, I'm not a man or a woman, which is true. Right. That's not yeah. something that we see in the historical record. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of weird. I actually, it's funny that you brought up third, third gender systems, because I had a, so I had a friend message me after really going down kind of an internet, um, odyssey looking at research, uh, of third genders in Samoa. And what she said was, it's so weird how the queer community in the United States, like cites this all the time as, as yeah. an example that like that Samoan culture is evidence for the existence of a third gender as something that is like n- not sex, like non-sexed. Because yeah. she's saying it is very clearly like these people know that this population of third gender people are female or male. They don't want surgery or hormones. Um, and the the small percentage of people who do acknowledge that they would not change sex, that sex is this immutable part. Right. And it's just not. And so she messaged me all of this and I need to do more research to be able to speak about it. But it was just like, this is so not the way that like the privileged queer United States community is painting this um and it also makes it sound like people who live under under like quote-unquote gender systems that have like a third option it makes it sound like they are as delusional as we are pretending to be (laughs) (laughs) right which is not true it's not true like they know yeah but like they're gonna have to that like sex is immutable Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah so she also same text conversation. but is this true for you? Have you met more male human beings who say I'm a bush woman than
1: female human beings? Um, God, I'm lucky. Well, actually, no, I did recently meet someone. <laughs> I yeah, was gonna to say I'm lucky that. I haven't met any male people who call themselves Bush, but I actually recently did meet someone who is male identifies as female, but doesn't feel very feminine, more like a butch girl was their um, wording, which makes absolutely zero sense to me, but that's how they understand themselves, I guess. Um, I honestly haven't, like, I don't know, other than my girlfriend, I don't know a lot of women who outwardly identify as butch. I've seen people who in my head, I think, uh, look butch. yeah. Um, and even when I met my girlfriend, she wasn't identifying that way because to her it had taken on sort of like, it was sort of like a bad word, um, mm-hmm. that she <clears throat> associated with like a negative connotation. Um, and it wasn't until her and I started talking about like lesbian history and, and I started talking about how I see butch as a good word. And I find butches attractive and interesting that she was like, oh yeah, I guess, yeah, that, that does, suit me but yeah I guess you're right
0: (laughs) (laughs) um
1: Um, it's I
0: just thought that was a a slightly depressing like admission but we we reached that because we were trying to define the word butch and I don't know last week's episode we were like looking for an explanation I think for why all the butches that I've connected with in making this podcast like had to Mm -hmm. find their identity kind of like your girlfriend did through a relationship, through a relationality with the feminine
1: side
0: of being of womanhood. And so it's very rooted in womanhood and like Mm -hmm. diversity within that. Um, And, and I, Mac and I both last week when we were talking, we were like, we reached this kind of standstill where we were like, hold on, butch for butch. Wait, what does that mean? Mm. Because it, because, doesn't reflect the dominant experience that we have i mean through stone butch disco truly i have realized that it is a collective experience that we do share this thing that butch femme is as specific as i thought that it was
1: yeah
0: and that that form of female masculinity that is sexual as well as like gendery um, mm-hmm. is a thing is a real thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's made me turn around and look at things that have been popularized like the label butch for butch and just mm. think, like, well, what are they doing there? Like that's not actually where the word came from. It's not my what I realized about myself. and this this person, um who sent me the stuff about the third gender system, was also saying, like she's a femme. and she said we've we've essentially turned butch into a gender when it used to be a sexual orientation.
1: That's interesting. and And I guess people would see it as a non-binary gender, right. Yeah,
0: when it is when they do take it as a gender, of course, if it's a gender, then it's not woman because it's a different right. one. Right. So it's like being yeah. painted as this third space, but not in the way that like Samoans understood a third space, but in like the right. actual like we're departing from the plane of sex existence, third space.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I am wondering actually what you would think about this. I, I know I'm like taking you through a conversation that initially was just me being like stressed out by Butch erasure um Mm -hmm. but so she framed this as femme erasure Mm -hmm. the new part of femme erasure that i've been feeling in the last five-ish years has been because we can't have female exclusive spaces with Mm -hmm. presentation differences anymore like the only acceptable way to do it is the all trans mask soccer team right i could organize a trans
1: mask meetup and it would be met with zero resistance yeah it it does feel like a form of erasure because the way that that we are talking about it like like we've talked about before Um, like butch and femme fem create each other so I'm not femme without the existence of butches Um, so if people don't understand and I'm also not femme without an understanding of lesbianism mm-hmm. so if people mm-hmm. don't understand that butches are women right. then they don't understand that I am a lesbian because I'm attracted to masculine women so yeah it does I think it does erase um at least the type of lesbian relationship that you and I are interested in. Um I I will say I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with butch for butch or femme for femme. Right. It hasn't been like my experience, but if that works for people, like go for it. Yeah, I
0: I um you know the question came from a listener and a and a Patreon supporter who identifies mm-hmm. currently within the realm of butch for butch, and we wanted mm-hmm. to you know, as you say, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Like yeah, we fully supportive of like, we are here fully supportive of the full spectrum of experiences of like womanhood and Mm -hmm. bushness and whatever it looks like. Like it's, it's not about kind of delimiting like whose personal experience is what, but the word itself, I just started asking and couldn't get rid of the question. Like, why is it butch for butch instead of mask for mask? And it that is mm-hmm. it's because it feels like it's becoming a gender in that space.
1: Yeah, and because lesbian, butch and mask,
0: they kind of mean the same thing, I think right. to the people who
1: are using it that way.
0: That's yeah. what it sounds like. And it's not, yeah. and that's just not what it means for me. So right. on this Lesbian Visibility Week, in it, within it, soaking in it, whatever's happening mm-hmm. right now, um, I, I think the question that I really want to deal with is, are these things allowed to be their own things? Like what mm. i I was thinking people keep cl- claiming that what is, is there a weird sound?
1: Oh, it's probably my cat snoring right next to the computer. Oh my God, I freaking love that. Yeah, she's really calming. Like, I made her a bed on my desk because otherwise she'll like try to get on my computer and stuff so.
0: that is the cutest little snore gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>, <Yeah. laughs> <She's- laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, I'm um, sorry. I have to just like, so rudely talk over that ASMR. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm just going to really fuck up that calming noise. So, um, yeah, it's that it's, you know, people say lesbians are gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Like who else gets accused of gatekeeping? No. Yeah. Nobody. It's-
1: <laughs> Like I'm, I'm gatekeeping by like defining these words that are essential to my understanding of myself, woman and lesbian. i <laughs> yeah. gatekeeping for saying that it's not just anyone who identifies with it. Like if it's anyone who identifies with it, then the word has no meaning. If a woman is anyone who says they're a woman, then a woman is nothing. Yeah. So I don't know. I've said this to people over and over, like words have definitions. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. They do. And here's the thing. I didn't, I, my other thing is you think I'm so powerful
0: that I can gatekeep? No, I didn't come (laughs) up with this. Like I didn't come up with the fact that an entire group of people needs a shared word for a common experience. I didn't make that shit up, you know? Like, yeah, it's not like I'm trying to do this. I'm just trying to name what is there. So my question is not like, you know, it's not not a question. My request Mm -hmm. is that people who think that us trying to define words is so very rude that they stop asking like why they're not in the quote unquote club and, and stop making me answer that question and actually just like ask themselves why they feel so fucking entitled to yeah. like declare that they share an experience that I'm saying I don't share. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Stop declaring that you share an experience that I'm saying I don't have. Like it's right. not, it's not useful. It's not helpful.
1: Yeah. And yeah. And it's like, I guess if you want to use that word in a completely different meaning, I guess you can. Like, I'm not going (laughs) to stop you from saying whatever you want to say. But in that case, like you and I have different definitions of the word. And I guess that's okay. But it's also, it's also troubles me when people don't actually have a definition of the word. They don't allow me to have my definition, (laughs) but they don't have a a coherent definition. So, which is exactly what you pointed out with that. Not men loving non not men,
0: you know, like that's so we're going to define lesbian as though it's nothing in particular. Like it's, Mm -hmm. that's literally saying like, no, it doesn't have a definition. It's not really anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's no positive content there. Son of a gun. Sorry. I can't find this. Okay. So this maybe is aligned with what we think. This is the last time I'm going to like bring something up from this, like one random conversation, but it just seemed really, I remember thinking that I should plug you into this conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, this fem said, there's no historical definition of butch without femme. Mm. If you want to call yourself, so this is not me speaking listeners, this is a femme speaking. <laughs> if you want to call yourself butch for butch or you're in a butch for butch relationship, my questions for you are, do you center fem lesbians in your life and your identity? Do you mm. hold deep reverence and appreciation for fem lesbians? Are you in community with fem lesbians? Are you holding up the cultural experience of femmes? And if your answer is no to any of those questions, then you are doing something very different than what I'm doing. My next question Hmm. becomes, why do you feel attachment and the deep need to call yourself Butch when there are other words, when there are many other words available for you? I think it, this is her, she continues, I think it goes back to the question, is Butch a feeling, a vibe, style, a gender, or is it a social category for a very specific female orientation and lived experience? In my opinion, if it's not the latter, then we don't really have a leg to stand on in saying anyone can't be Butch.
1: I guess... I, I'm, I see her point. I don't think I agree a hundred percent. I guess I don't feel as strongly about butch for butch relationships because I see that as a lesbian relationship. And if those people want to call themselves butches and they're women and they're lesbians, like that makes yeah. sense to me. Um, I see the point about the historical significance and the kind of, um, the way that butch and femme are, are tied together and can't really be separated. Um, I don't know. What do you think about it? I
0: feel seen. I feel visible uh, mostly mm. when reading this. I I am also I am new to the to the I I think I'm new to the critique of butch being a gender and not uh, a sexual orientation. I mm-hmm. think I'm I'm just kind of realizing how that language has obscured so much of what we need to the legs we need to stand on like Specifically, I feel like I'm just now really, really theorizing how much, like the extent to which butchness for me is a sexual orientation. I used to think it was like the thing that made me weird because I was masculine, that it was just female masculinity, but it's not, it's very much a lesbian thing. And I think I've known that, but I'm just sitting down and really putting pen to paper about it right now. And I'm noticing how even my own ability to write about the importance of my relationship with my femme lesbian wife to my identity, um, my ability to write about that is still hampered quite a bit by the tendency to make it about gender performance instead of about this kind of energy that is a sexuality, I think, at its base, or like a very kind of relational, um, you know, people have called it a dance. But my butchness is entirely tied up in an exchange of self um, between me and my wife it's like an exchange of differences but within this overarching sameness of womanhood when i was reading those detransitioner accounts Mm -hmm. uh on the like survey of the subreddit i i saw a lot of people thinking that what was uncomfortable about their existence was their gender, like was their performance of something instead of, and they were saying at the same time, their internalized homophobia was keeping them from what they were really feeling. So it's like, we it's almost like it's turning everyone's attention away from like the actual uncomfortable, very difficult stuff about sexuality to just make it this like surface level thing. So I'm seeing that more and more just like pop up, like in that d subreddit, like I'm seeing that yeah. happen and I'm starting to think that it's problematic. Um, but I think it's interesting that she, as a femme who has really struggled to find butches, um, I, I fully respect and like revere how much she's like asking of the community to be like, stop using this word that is like for the person that I want to find because I can't find them. Right. You know? Um, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, I never, I don't, I don't have a problem with people using the word. But I also I have started to think, I I wish other people would just think really critically about the words they use.
1: Like yeah. if you're in a
0: butch for butch relationship, but what you mean is mask for mask, that's different. Mm-hmm. It really is different. Um, yeah. and it does obscure something to be using the word.
1: Yeah. I'm remembering, I'm thinking about, um, a part from stone butch blues where she, uh, Leslie is, well, it's like she, forget the name of her character but it's based on her right um she starts going to like a gay bar and it's like a butch femme gay bar and she meets like a femme and she's like friends with all the butches and then two of her butch friends get together and there's this sort of thing that happens in the community where they um it's like a sort of gay homophobia where they're like what are you doing butches can't be together like that's horrible and they kind of ostracize these two women. And then um, eventually Leslie, she kind of comes around on it and she's like, you know what? I don't really get it, but they're happy. So good for them. But I don't know. That just keeps popping in my head while we're talking. Like, I think, I think that the questions that that person asked are important. And I would ask, do you think that someone could be centering and considering the femme experience as a butch, but not dating femmes? Like what right. would that look like maybe in a community context, but not a personal romantic context? Well, what she said was if I and Mac kissed, so we're two butches who are actually
0: butch femme butches, like pretty centrally. Right. Um. You know, Mac acknowledges the fluidity of, of her sexuality in a way that like I, I have put my fluidity in the past, like very mm-hmm. solidly and yeah. um, you know, I'm working through that in therapy and shit, but we are both pretty centrally butch femme oriented butches so she was like if y'all kissed that's actual butch for butch so i think (laughs) what she's saying is like if you it's 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 almost like accidental isn't it Mm. it's like that would have been like 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 sex or something but i think what she's what i'm reading is in what she's saying is like it's a relationship structure yeah so Um, maybe it's
1: not yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. Cause that's how I live. Um,
0: it makes sense.
1: Yeah. This is something I haven't really thought about that much, but it's definitely interesting. I, it it's also put that in the category of questions where I'm
0: like, do we have to ask this question? But then when I start thinking about it, I'm like, eh, it's kind of useful to ask because yeah. the words, because it is fundamentally another question about words. Like mm-hmm. what, how should we be reflecting on and employing words with these loaded histories that are and I will say as she said the butch for butch experience is doing something very different than what I'm doing so when I say I'm a butch that like when I'm putting those words into the air I am reflecting on my relation to fems so that is like my specific reality around what butch means and is that, am I allowed to have that specificity? It's the same question. It's like, mm. is our same sex attracted females allowed to have a specificity? Are we allowed to say that lesbian is the word for us? Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. and I mean, yeah. anybody can use any word at any time, but it's, I think just worth looking at the positionality, the situation of people who would tell us that we can't that's my real thing the people right. who look at people who do have a specific experience that is that is collective that is shared around a word and who don't share that experience and then tell those people that they can't use that word that's or they can't use that word the way they've been using it that's yeah. just a big move and that's just a move that doesn't seem like it happens to anybody but lesbians <laughs>
1: yeah and as you're talking about that I'm like relating to it also but from the femme perspective because I mean I've seen people say femme for femme too and it rarely has anything to do with lesbianism right a lot of people who identify as femmes may or may not be women or female may or may not even be lesbian um but it's like an aesthetic sort of thing and i I do feel that like when people use it that way, it doesn't describe me the way that I mean femme mm-hmm. because yeah, like we've talked about, my understanding of femme is in relation to butch. So I don't know. Yeah, I think we're kind of on the same page. I'm like curious to know more, I guess, because I'm like trying to stay open. I don't want to like condemn anybody's relationship, but right. I see your point that it's not about condemning the relationship. It's about the words that we're using to describe ourselves in our relationships.
0: Yeah, and it's it's not- it's not even like you can't use that word. It's like, it's more just a a proposal. Have you thought about whether that word is what it is, is what it, what you're saying it is, or is it doing different work in the world than this other group of people? Because I think what we're all trying to fight on the lesbian side of things is the glomming. Mm -hmm. Like we just don't want to be glommed into, you know? Mm -hmm. I had told you, I wanted to talk to you about this weird fucking thing called the gender census. Um, Okay. Which, okay, I think this is like, prime like internet weirdo like when i discovered this i was like okay so there's like an underground of like um and I'm picturing just like people who are really, really invested in fan fiction who are like really <laughs> hyper-reflective about their gender identities. And this uh-huh. circulates among them. So this is a thing called the gender census and it's linked up with the LGBTQIA plus wiki, which is really unhinged if you've ever <laughs> seen that. I have not been on that wiki. <laughs> okay. You should go to there because the oh, amount boy. of different things you can say about yourself. There's so many things you can say about <laughs> yourself. Um, but this, this like... Interview, not interview. Survey project got Mm -hmm. forty-five thousand usable responses, and I fucking know that it had to be like through that wiki, through people who were just like obsessively googling like every feeling they ever had, trying to find a label for it. Uh huh. Well, they had to add. So in twenty twenty one is the first year that they got butch added as a gender. Well, what was weird about that is that lesbian was added as a gender and fem. Wait, what was
1: the last thing you said? Lesbian was added as a gender and fem and femme okay all
0: right (laughs) so this year three words were added this is the 2021 gender census i'm not up on the newest data Mm -hmm. as important as (laughs) (laughs) this year three words were added due to being typed in by over one percent of participants so over one percent of the 45,000 participants lesbian butch and femme so they added it says i also added gay to correspond with lesbian so so many people typed in lesbian lesbian got added but nobody had typed in gay for their gender
1: but they added it. it
0: not a gender. Okay. Great. <laughs> but they <laughs> added it. But so this is like such uh-huh. a really good example. It's like um um metaphor maybe or just an analogy for like what's happening mm-hmm. in the community where everything is getting added as a gender option. Yeah. Um, so, they added gay to correspond with lesbian and then in parentheses they say that's why cisgender and binary are on the list despite not being chosen. It's because they're the opposite of so trans. Binary,
1: binary. Is a gender. Yeah. Oh, so binary is on the list because it's the opposite of non-binary. Yes. And cisgender is on the list because it's the opposite of trans. But cisgender includes men and women and binary is men and women. So those are two genders lumped together as one gender. Okay. Got it. Exactly. Exactly. Makes zero sense, but great. (laughs) Right. Zero cents. Yeah. So let's move
0: on. Um, <laughs> fem, fem and Butch both increased in popularity as checkboxes compared to type-ins only, which isn't surprising. Butch rose from a little over one percent to six percent, and wow. Fem rose from a little little over one percent to eleven percent. So wow. that's that's some indication that these things are becoming gender term. Well, we knew that, but here's this crazy gender yeah. census taker um, confirming it. Uh, there mm-hmm. were several comments in the feedback box asking why femme was in the list, but mask was not. Oh God. Here's where shit gets interesting. (laughs) They continue. So I thought I should mention, for the benefit of those people, that femme isn't short for feminine. It's an experience slash expression of femininity in its own right, historically queer specific. It is often contrasted with butch, which is more masculine. But is also commonly a queer female experience. My brain is like short circuiting. Oh,
1: know. what know. is queer specific? What is queer specific? <laughs> there is no. Oh my I God, can't. You're so right. That makes no sense. Is bisexual a gender or not yet? Because it should be. Hold on. Based on these standards.
0: <laughs> it should be based on their standards, and I don't see it. Um, hmm, problematic. it it gets even worse when they really Mm -hmm. break down butch and femme. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Butch and femme are both words traditionally used to describe an experience or expression of gender. No. But (laughs) (laughs) no sweetie but (laughs) the idea of lesbian as a gender identity was new to me and I only added it this year because enough people specified yes lesbian is my gender not just my sexual orientation or similar that I realized I had to add it and in Mm -hmm. order to keep the question clearly relating to gender I added the qualifier Oh, they have a qualifier, partially or completely in relation to gender. Since then, I have learned that lesbian as a gender is not a new idea. And then they link, what do they link to? I can't believe I didn't click this. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Hold on. This is classic. We've got Marilyn Fry, Joan Nestle, and Sue Ellen Case, like, lesbian royalty. Lesbian disappearance under the sign women. They're citing... This is so wrong. They just basically go back to Monique Wittig and they say, so lesbian is a gender as if Monique Wittig meant
1: that in the way that queers now mean that. I'm not familiar with her theory. So I don't know if you want to give a little synopsis or... Yeah, apologies for
0: like pretentiously name dropping. And I didn't even pronounce it the way it's supposed to be pronounced, which is like VTIG. Like I didn't I didn't do that. And I don't because my brain doesn't. And I'm sorry, but here you go. Well, she it, it was entirely based on Um, female sexedness so Mm. her thing was the whole kind of summary of it I guess is like heterosexuality produces the man and the woman as like gender categories Mm. so like for a for a female not to uh, behave under the heterosexual system makes her an illegitimate woman
1: Mm -hmm. right so
0: people have taken that since then of course and kind of like sprinted away with it Um, to say that, like, therefore, she's not a a woman. But Wittig's whole point was like, no, this is like female people, the group of female people, the worst thing that they can do as female people is to be lesbians. It like disqualifies them from the gender system. So maybe they're doing something really, really radical. That was her point.
1: Yeah, right. She's making the point that that would be the homophobic claim would be that lesbians, because they're not performing this heterosexual womanhood, are therefore not women. But that would be a homophobic claim. So like why are right. we Right, she's
0: not saying they're not females. She's saying yeah.
1: like she and you have to really kind of actually this is why I got into
0: discourse analysis when I thought I was going to do stuff that was more fun because I realized we needed nerds doing this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um but when you really look at what she's saying, she's saying like um a lesbian is not a woman culturally because she's failed heterosexuality because she 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 like she right it's not like let's dispense with the system. It was all yeah. a reflection on power. Yeah, Um, But I mean, hey, at least they found that fucking citation. That's something. They didn't read it, though. And goddamn, nobody reads the lesbians, do they? They just use the lesbians. It's, It's so inconceivable to me. Since we recorded this, I keep thinking about how impossible it is that people can conceive that Monique Wittig wanted to say that a lesbian was another gender that would be natural. She didn't conceive of the gender categories as natural. And her whole critique of heterosexuality had to be located in the female body or else it made no sense. It is like very, it's not quote unquote capital B binary because it's it, because it doesn't believe that there is like something natural about the cultural feelings and stereotypes associated with genders that what we are born into. What she was saying was like very strictly located in relation to the constructed binary. A lesbian was a female person who fucked with heterosexuality. It was like, you needed the binary, you needed the relation in in the symbolic world to be able to even conceptualize what the fuck a lesbian was doing. She wasn't like, let's add lesbian to the list of pluralistic genders, and there will be 7 million of them, and none of them will be doing anything in particular, and a lesbian won't mean anything in particular. Her precise point was that it meant something fucking in particular. I can't. I can't with this. It's like nobody's reading with fidelity because people don't want to care about women. They don't want to actually give a shit about female-bodied people, and they've been so exhausted by the queer community saying, oh, you're not allowed to be same-sex attracted females and say it. You're not allowed to have a word for that. You're not allowed to, like, have a class consciousness about being a woman. You have to, like, not try to actually corral any sense of collectivity around being a same-sex attracted female. What's the point? Y'all, this is not lesbian visibility. This is, like, ignoring lesbians. You're fucking ignoring what lesbians wrote. You're adding us to a list of genders. And how, I just saw somebody today say, I'm a non-binary lesbian. Lesbian is my gender. How can lesbian be your gender if non-binary is your gender? I just make it make sense. And is there any sexual orientation in there? Or are you just talking about the way you look? What are we we doing? What are we doing? They didn't read it. um, And they did start that paragraph with butch and femme are both words traditionally used to describe genders. (laughs)
1: God, I mean, I think this is like, I, I think it's pretty straightforward what's happening here. We, we, the queer community has divorced woman from female. And so now that woman and female are separate. Wait, okay, I'm losing my dream. No, it's like, so, so clear, obviously.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I feel the same. Every time I think about it, I'm like, but wait, I'm doing that. But then they're doing that. But then I'm doing that. So, like, we, <laughs> I think it's a devaluation. I think what's happened is, like, female just doesn't exist anymore.
1: Right. It's not even that they're separate. It's that yeah. female. It, you can't even talk about it.
0: Female right. and male are
1: not real. Right. Yeah.
0: I think that's what it is. So, yeah, it is a separation, but it's, like, uh, an obfuscation, like, a 100% just this is all that is. So, right so that re- so that just fucks over lesbians we're never going to be visible if like they're if we're not experiencing something specific and i just all that okay so i was at a party with one of my sisters best friends who i also adore and mm. she was like hey this this group of like trans activists um vandalized this like really big thing that used to be painted this way and um she was like isn't that great rachel kind of um like because you'd like that yeah Yeah. um and I I think the the context was like this was actually pretty pretty radical because this was like a long-standing building that like didn't necessarily need vandalism but hey that's cool right and I was like well you know I actually am not completely 100% aligned with like trans activism that does stuff like that uh and I kind of like got into it and I was like I think that what's happening right now is obscuring what happens to people like me, that the category of trans has somewhat subsumed the category of masculine, female, homosexual, and appears by all accounts to all the kids to be the only way forward and to be the best way and the most profound way. And I I started just talking about the podcast because it kind of came up in that way. And, um, she was like, oh my God, I had no idea that like people were basically saying that like lesbians aren't real. Mm
1: -hmm. And I was
0: like, I know. Right. And she was like, and I, I feel like so many, and she, she put this into words. She was like, I feel like so many people like me who were like straight people just want to be helpful. And they're like super supportive of like any kind of diversity. And we don't realize that it's like, it's actually covering up diversity. And I was like, yes, like she totally was like, nobody fucking knows what's going on here. But she, and, but she immediately was like, oh my God, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That like, you would be the group. Like she was like, my husband here isn't going to get told that like, he doesn't have a specific sexual orientation, but like, he's not opposite sex attracted male. And I was like, exactly. Like we're being told that like, we can't speak as same sex attracted females. And she was like, fuck, (laughs) Um, but that did give me some hope. Cause like, it, it makes sense that people in the world know that they're if, if it's nameable, and it is because you're using the word lesbian, <laughs> then there is a thing there. There's an entity there that has specificity. Right. I don't know why I'm ranting. Where did I come from with that?
1: No. Well, we were talking about the gender census. Um, and I think both of us are just trying to like wrap our heads around this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's, it's because like the thing you brought up in the, in the beginning, how lesbian visibility week is for all, all LGBTQ plus women. And apparently. non-binary people. And non bin I'm so sorry. And non-binary. <laughs> yeah, God, Lily. <literally>. Um, <laughs> and that was, I was being sarcastic. No, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... So then like people who are loudly proclaiming that they're fighting for queer liberation, someone who is just kind of a like normal, regular straight person isn't, is going to hear queer and they're going to think that that includes everybody, LGBTQIA plus, but that's because they don't understand the the specificity or maybe it hasn't been brought up to them like lesbian specificity and how like. We right. We can't talk about lesbianism without talking about biological sex, which the queer movement has now pretty much completely denied. It's allowed. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're not even allowed to to bring it up. It's considered like very problematic. And um, that's why, like to me, the lot. whole like you can be non-binary
0: and be a lesbian thing is so beside the point of what we need to talk about. Sure, you can call yourself whatever the fuck you want, but as long right. as you're talking about, I am a female person going through this form of same-sex attraction in my experience, my human experience. um, Why wouldn't you just call yourself a woman then? What's the point?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I keep getting caught on. And I think it's because like, I feel like, and we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I feel like people have given up on the idea that yes, maybe for someone who's homophobic, the definition of women would not include lesbians, but we don't have to Adapt and agree with that definition. We can have our own definition of woman, and like especially as women, we can define what it means, and we can open that category. And we don't have to say like, yes, uh old man from the nineteen fifties. Women have to wear dresses and be pretty and feminine yeah. and with men. I agree. Therefore, I'm not a woman. No, we can say actually that was an inaccurate categorization of what it means to be a woman. Right. And- here's my understanding of it now. Like we're in a modern era where we have a lot of freedom to be able to open up this category and say, women can behave, dress, act, do whatever they want. Yeah. If if you're
0: saying that you're non-binary because you're gender non-conforming, which goes back to what we were saying at first, then, yeah. then you're just making a choice. Just make it, just say that women can be diverse. Or do you want right. to say that you're like a special third category. Is that what you want to say?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, I actually, when I was pretty young, um, I considered like lesbian as my gender because this is maybe when I was like 18, 19. Um, and this is, it was part of my, I'm not like other girls thing, Yeah, (laughs) because I mean, I knew I liked girls. That was true. But I also was like, well, the definition of woman that like kind of society and the media and like heterosexual people are giving me doesn't fit me. And so I'm not like that. And so my, the way that I am a woman is by being a lesbian being oriented towards women. And um, that felt validating to me at the time. Um, But I see now that like, at least in my understanding, the point of, the word woman is not really to unify us based on behavior. It's to unify us based on our, our sex condition, our sex class. Um, It's like based in, in biology and our bodies and not, not what we do or who we sleep with or whatever. Um, Yeah. Or what we wear or how we present. Like. Exactly.
0: Yeah. 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 The proliferation of genders just becomes that many more boxes instead of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, of course, I I also one other thing that what you brought up made me think of is I was thinking this the other day about um, the terms trans trans mask and trans femme. And I was thinking because people have told me, well, trans mask means people. It means trans masculine. So people who are transitioning to be more masculine trans femme means trans feminine, but it's not spelled F.E.M., it's spelled f e m m e, right? Like lesbian femme. Why? So if it stands for feminine, why is it even spelled? Why is it spelled that way? <laughs> like
0: totally. I just totally that totally.
1: raised in my mind. Like that question came up in my mind the other day, and I don't think there's an answer for it. But that just doesn't make sense.
0: No, people just kind of took it and used it, and yeah, that's what happens um, to yeah. lesbians. But so I, I thank you to my newest patreon supporters candace and deanne we're a small club but we're growing um they they sent me an example of the women and femmes thing that Mm. you and it it was after they had listened to your first um appearance on the pod this was a professional boot camp announcement from the game hers game Mm. hers Mm -hmm. um like I think learning how to code, but for gaming. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. We're going to get the description because they're going to say this phrase, please join us for our third annual professional bootcamp an event designed to empower women and femme identifying people in the gaming industry. Yeah. Women and femme identifying
1: people. I I think you sent sent me this one. Yeah. I think you sent me this one last week. And yeah, I don't understand how, (laughs) how you would be femme identifying. I don't understand what that makes, what that means. And also, um, the point, the reason why there are special programs for girls and women when it comes to coding is because that has historically been and continues to be a male dominated field. And it's an effort to bring female people into that field because girls and women have long been told that we're not good at math. We're not logical. We're not good at coding and computers. So I think it would make, it makes sense to have a thing for women. I don't understand why you also have to say femme identifying, but. Women yeah. and femme identifying. They,
0: they didn't even say like women identifying. They said no women, period, and femme identifying. So yeah. just how much clearer could you like make it that you don't give a single flying fuck about like lesbians in your space for one? Because it's yeah. if you know any lesbians, it's kind of like that's just a weird construction. Like they would have to be swimming in circles of just like queer monotony right homogeny for that to be something that makes sense where femme is just a gender label but identifying
1: it honestly doesn't make sense because I've heard women and femmes before and I mean that one doesn't make sense to me either but at least it's like femme is an identity that people are using but I don't I don't even know like how would you define femme identifying right I don't know. I mean, I've also had people who are not female say that they identify as female, so I don't know. This whole, like, identify thing is, like, a new thing where um, but it's weird because then people are also saying trans women are women. They don't identify as women. They are women. But then people also... No, what were you going to say?
0: Maybe that's why they didn't say women identifying. They said women. All people who are women and then femme identifying. But it's like who would that be then? (laughs) Femme non right, who's not included under women right but right. Is, is femme identifying i don't know anyone who is femme identifying other than femme lesbians who would not say that they are femme identifying no. I would say.
1: yeah yeah um yeah that's just fucking weird so, well maybe what it is is an attempt to reach female people but they can't say female maybe Maybe. I don't know. We could speculate all day. (laughs) I doubt (laughs) the people who wrote it even know what they mean, honestly. And that's just, ain't that just the damn truth
0: everywhere. It seems like nobody really knows exactly what they mean. Have you seen people use the word sapphic or dyke to avoid using the word lesbian? Cause I think I have.
1: Yep. Um, yeah. And I don't like, I mean, I don't have like an issue necessarily with the word dyke, but I don't really like use it for myself. Like it hasn't it's not a slur that was ever used against me necessarily and it's not really one that i want to reclaim but i when i first started talking about gender stuff had at least a couple people um come to me and be like you're an embarrassment to dykes everywhere and i was like first of all like i don't know why you you think you can call me a dyke when you haven't even like talked to me about whether or not that's a term right. that i use but like um yeah i have i have seen people you do that the the word dyke i saw used a lot at university of pennsylvania and i thought really? that
0: was not coincidental because that was the same place where people were saying the word lesbian is transphobic so the question would be is it transphobic to have a word that simply refers to same-sex attracted females is the existence of a word that refers to same-sex attracted females a transphobic entity no <laughs> oh yeah and why is dyke it. better I think it's this like negativity thing i think it like it's it doesn't dare because a dyke the word dyke doesn't exactly say what it is there's not a whole lot of scholarship defining what that is Mm -hmm. whereas lesbian has like a history that you'd actually have to fucking read right (laughs) dyke is like an easy one to reach for and um it's fine it's fine but i don't use it it's
1: not the one that feels like power to me it feels no exactly yeah um And I feel the same way about the word queer. Like, I feel like people have completely forgotten that this is, it's a homophobic slur. Like even in the early 2000s, it was an insulting thing to say to or about someone. So I like, obviously I can't control what people say to me, but I find it insulting if someone wants to call me queer, who doesn't even know me and doesn't know if I'm okay with that word or not. Like, yeah. And I also find it it bothers me when people who do like, um, historical studies, like accounts that post like historical pictures of people will say like, look at this queer couple from, I hate that when it's like, yeah, yeah. Like those people would not have wanted to be called that. I mean, maybe they were reclaiming that slur, but most likely that would have been a violent word to them, but we're just completely erasing the, the history of these, like, Slurs, yeah. I don't yeah. understand it. That destroys me. I mean, when we're
0: talking about lesbian visibility, the same accounts that like go promote lesbian visibility when it's lesbian visibility week mm. are the ones so often who do that, who label lesbian couples as queer couples. That yeah. is an erasure. That is exactly what harms lesbian visibility. Yeah. Um, and as you say, does actual like verbal violence theoretically to them in the time in which they were living. So, like what the actual shit. Right. Um Right.
1: I've <laughs> I've said this before. I don't know if this is funny or not. It's funny to me. Um, But uh, I've said to my girlfriend before, I'm like, you can't use a slur as an umbrella term. It's like if you started (laughs) referring to all women as the bitch community, like it doesn't, (laughs) you can't do that. It doesn't make sense. Like a couple of girlfriends could be like, Oh, bitch, you, this, that, they could use it. They could reclaim it if they want to, but you can't just call all women that because it's a slur it's offensive like I don't yeah. I don't that people I don't understand how people don't see this you know what
0: if we started saying that we would probably have absolutely no one writing into our dms calling us like the dinosaur <laughs> rogan or whatever people would be like oh what a cool idea <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> <Right>? oh god <laughs> don't do it anyone listening don't i please joking. don't please don't even <laughs> to prove a point because god knows but like judith butler thought probably thought she was i don't know what the fuck she thought she was doing she probably thought she was proving a point that could help lesbians and look what happened so no more social experiments queer was enough of a social experiment yeah (laughs) but fucking awry um i do know at at upenn there was a group that called itself god i can't remember if it was like sappho sapphos or sapphic it was some play on sappho but Mm -hmm. but i was told by someone who i deemed in the know that like they chose that word because they because they didn't think they could be directly lesbian about it, but they felt so excluded from other quote unquote queer spaces. They were trying, this was a group of undergrads and I was a grad student teaching them. And I met like one of them and they they were expressing that they could not find a space where they could be lesbians, that they couldn't find a space where same sex attracted females were like accepted and allowed to talk about their bodies and like be safe. And so they named it Sappho to, to keep away from the stigma of the word lesbian, but to like be like a wink wink and I, right. I've started seeing that online so much where I'm like, oh my God, I feel like we've, we've gone to the word sapphic because it's like a safe way to say, this is what we mean. Yeah. This is what we mean.
1: Yeah. I started seeing that real early. Like when I was a teenager on Tumblr, it was sapphic or WLW, like women loving women. Yeah. Um. And recently, like this past year, I joined a lesbian writers group and they had the word lesbian in the in the term there in the, in the um, title. And they were older women, like most of them in, in their 50s, even like 70s. Um, and they asked me in like the first meeting, they were like, what do you think about this? Because they had people were asking them to change the name of their organization. Yeah. And people were telling them that they should either use sapphic or women loving women.
0: So quick interjection on this note, Um, I attended the National Women's Studies Association meetings between 2015 and 2018. So there were four years there in a row that I went. Every single year, I'm not sure what's happening since, In fact, I'm surprised if there's still a lesbian caucus, but every single year there was a lesbian caucus meeting and I attended all of them. And at every single one of them, there were one or two people who insisted that it was a moral requirement that we change the name of the lesbian caucus to the Queer Women's Caucus every single year. And I bet those same motherfuckers who brought that complaint every single year. And it was a different person every year. It wasn't like the same person. It was it just felt like everyone was descending upon the lesbians to say we couldn't use that word for ourselves. By the way, lesbians founded the fucking NWSA. Like, God damn. I bet though, it is those same motherfuckers who this Lesbian Visibility Week are spending all their time talking about all the different things that a lesbian can be other than a same-sex attracted female with the class consciousness around being a woman and not promoting same-sex attracted females who identify as women, who are the invisible population. I bet they're spending all their time in Lesbian Visibility Week correcting lesbians instead of promoting lesbians.
1: Prove me wrong. And these mm. women were like very well-read women, writers and readers, yeah. um, bringing up the fact that Sappho is like we don't know much about her life. We actually know that she was married to a man. Mm -hmm. So she could have been a lesbian married to a man. A lot of people think that she was bisexual. Um, Some people even speculate that she could have just been writing for an audience of women who had sex with women. And that's why she wrote about female lovers and stuff. But like, she's not an actual person who we have um, very much historical record of. We certainly don't know that she was a lesbian. and so they were like, we don't want to use that. And then they were like, women loving women doesn't make sense. They were like, I love my sister. I love my mom. That's different than lesbian. <laughs> it is, um, honestly, isn't it? And so they they wanted to keep the their name. And I told them, I think that's great. But um, I think that definitely made me question some stuff. Because I was like, why is this group of lesbian elders being told that they can't refer to themselves as lesbians? Right. And I was also wondering, like, so what is this? it's to include, I guess, maybe bisexual women, queer women, people who don't fall under the label of lesbian. But I was thinking if someone who was bisexual, let's say, wanted to go to that writing group, she would be welcomed there. No one would be like, hey, how many men have you right, slept with? Right. No, she would be welcomed. And the point was that we were writing, Um, all of us were working on books about like lesbian romances. And um, if a woman wanted to come and write about lesbian fiction or bisexual woman fiction, if it's two women, like she would be welcome in that space. So like, why, why can't the space just be called what it is? And then people who identify with the space come into it, even if they maybe don't call themselves that same term. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is really-
0: one of the early, before I realized what a kind of concerted organized attack it was on my project before I quit, one of my early defenses of the word lesbian and what I was doing was what if words, and this was actually all wrapped up in a direct response to something Jack Halberstam said one time at a, at a lecture, which was, um, categories only ever limit us. Mm -hmm. I raised my hand Q&A, and, and nobody actually wanted to ask real questions because it's Jack Halberstam. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to like suck his dick. But I was like, so what if categories are like beacons? Like they actually draw people to them. Right. And it's not that the category is the be all and end all of existence, but it's that the category has integrity and that people are kind of flock to it, to the to the degree right. to which they touch it or enter it or feel alignment with it, right? Yeah. And I was writing about the site Autostraddle, which has since completely jumped the shark, it seems to me, but yeah. I was- I was using that kind of like attitude about it. Um, but that still wasn't good enough. Like my advisor was still like this, my, like not my chosen advisor, but the one I got stuck with, um, she was the one who identified as a queer femme and she was still like, but there are so many people who define that word lesbian in other ways. Like, I guess it was just the same the same claim of like you can't have a definition of lesbian even if that definition would be a beacon because I was thinking at the time everybody who comes to auto straddle comes to auto straddle because they're like same-sex attracted females well not the case not the case anymore like auto straddle's actually decided that if you're it doesn't like female doesn't matter it's your gender so like same gender attracted women would be I
1: don't Sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I just, I don't understand same gender attract. Like, I don't think people are okay. If we're going to say that gender has nothing to do with sex, which I don't agree with, but that is the queer claim, right? Right, That gender is completely separate from sex. It's a felt experience. In fact, you might not even know someone's gender by looking at them, Right. right? You can't assume. So how could you possibly be attracted to gender in that case?
0: That's a great question. What does it mean to be attracted to gender? yeah, I mean, I'm with Andrew Sullivan, who's like, there are infinite genders. it's If it's a performance, mm. it's like not a performance in the sense of fake, but if it's like how you comport yourself, how you carry yourself in the world. and that's and it's something separate from your sexual orientation, then it's then it's something people can see. And when I look around the the world, I see a billion different ways to be right to be, you know, to be in your skin.
1: Right. But I would say, isn't that just personality or like personal expression? Because yeah. the way that I understand gender is basically like sex, your your sex, and then whether or not you have gender dysphoria, like that's pretty yeah. much all that I understand it as like, and I've said this before, I don't feel like a woman. I just am a woman because I'm female right. and I don't have gender dysphoria.
0: Which is goddamn empowering and simple. And it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. But these are the two, it's like, those are the two options we've been given. One is exceedingly clear and reasonable to me, which is like, (laughs) this is a label placed upon a body. It is not separable from sex. It can't be, by the way, Judith Butler never fucking said that. Go back and reread with somebody's help. If you think that Judith Butler said that they were separate, um, and also who gives a shit? Why did whatever Butler said became like what everybody wanted to do? No, we never, we never listen to any other women like that. It's like, we only listen to the one woman who gave us an out. Uh, right. God damn it. So anyways, um, they're not separable. So like we have that world or we have this world where it's like just something you feel. And it's this like nebulous kind of like element of the, the self, the soul mm-hmm. that is like, not a class condition. Like j- your gender is not a class condition anymore. Um, Right. So how are you attracted to that as a group? If gender is not a class condition?
1: I don't think you, I don't think you can be. I don't think it makes sense because if I can't tell who's a woman by looking at them, then how could I possibly be attracted to women? Fact.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I mean, the whole, the whole lesbian universe has just kind of like lain down upon the verbal abuse, like spat at us by, by males and by masculine people frankly the people who are on my team but not on my team um yeah and it fucking sucks
1: yeah it does
0: um so do you think that we should be saying sex conformity instead of gender conformity gender non-conformity sex mm-hmm. non-conformity
1: that's interesting i think that probably would be a more accurate way to say it honestly mm-hmm. i mean if we're talking well actually i'm not sure because <sighs>
0: So if, you're gen- <laughs> if your gender is the thing that is appended to your sex because you're stuck with it, like I, right. I have been granted the label woman, so I'm either doing it right or doing it wrong. Currently, I'm doing it wrong, according to like, and you're doing it wrong because you're a lesbian, like currently we're doing it wrong, which again is where the entire possibility to be radical comes from, folks. Join other women. If you really, really want to be visible as a lesbian, you want to promote lesbian visibility, you want to fuck with the patriarchy, then look like me and call yourself a woman. Just do it. Just call yourself a woman and watch people freak out. And that way, that way, your gender nonconformity will be for something other than yourself. It will be for people. It will be for people who need it. It will be for girls who need it. It will be for people born into the female sex who fucking need to see that they don't have to conform to be themselves. Make your gender nonconformity about someone other than yourself. Do it today. I'm gonna make a bumper sticker. Um, then you're not conforming to the way that your gender has been like set up for you. Yeah, um or, but I think, okay, so here's the thing. I think people these days feel like gender nonconformity means you have a gender that is not conforming to something. Mm, To the binary. Yes. So instead of it being you're not conforming to your gender that you've been handed, it's I have a gender that is not conforming to the binary.
1: Yes, I think you're right. That is how people mean it. Yeah. I was going to say sex conformity makes sense, but I think gender conformity does make sense because gender, um, I mean, it is It is socially constructed. Like, I don't believe that sex is socially constructed, but the ideals of how you're supposed to behave based on your sex, we could call those gender, Yeah. right? Like the behavior and the way you're supposed to look and whatever is a sort of gender construct that you're supposed to conform to. And then the way that we're using gender nonconformity would be, right, we're we're not conforming to that decided upon way of being. Yeah. Um, it's all very kind of like nebulous because nobody like there's no book out that says like here's what a woman is and you have to do it. It's like this like yeah, social yeah kind of thing that's then reinforced as you're growing up as a girl and reinforced by the media and all this stuff. Um I have I have heard I was listening to um a podcast episode that Lisa Selin Davis recently put out on her um Substack where she was interviewing the mother of a trans man. Um, and this mother, she like fully supports her son. And she also does not, uh, agree with gender ideology. And she was talking about how gender ideology actually hurts her trans son. Um, but something that she said was that she doesn't use the term gender, um, dysphoria anymore. She uses the term sex dysphoria. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that actually made a lot of sense to me because- The actual dysphoria is based in the body and not um, on the gender expectations, which is why butch women can not conform to the gender expectation of woman but still be a woman, but a trans man would be having dysphoria based on his body and like, it's not about like he can't just cut his hair and feel better. He Mm -hmm. would have to go through the transition. I mean, um, right. So yeah, that term sex dysphoria made sense to me. It totally does. I think gender nonconformity still makes sense. I
0: think it does just because my understanding coming up through second and third wave feminism is like gender is the, is the cultural role requirement placed upon a sex. So yes, you would be conforming or not conforming to those requirements as they've been given to you. I guess it wouldn't be possible to conform to your sex because you're just stuck with it. So maybe, yeah, gender nonconformity makes sense. But yes, yeah. when it comes to, I feel like I had that question because of the question about dysphoria mm. Um, and totally sex dysphoria is what we're talking about. Right. It's what everyone's talking about when we're discussing okay. this. I also think there's probably room or there needs to be room in the conversation for dysmorphia. I was having mm. this conversation with a friend that like, when I'm reading accounts of dysphoria and thinking about my own experience with dysphoria that I think was, primarily imposed from without like I don't mm. I don't know how much of my own butch dysphoria came from me it's yeah. like the well was already poisoned but like when I was told that I was doing womanhood the wrong way I started thinking oh my god something's wrong something's wrong right um, but but there is there is definitely a difference between the dysphoria of like not there's a presence absence like I should have this part and I don't have this part or I have this part and I shouldn't have this part but then there's also like my parts are weird shaped or whatever other critiques mm-hmm. you can make of yourself. Yeah. And here, it's like, I've kind of, I want, I want clinicians to be looking for both at, to be different because there is a difference between, I want to negate this part of myself and that mm-hmm. would feel most true to who I am versus like, I feel inadequate with the version of this part that I have. Right. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. a lot of my early dysmorphia as a female, and this is where, where I'm like, we need clinicians to be looking at how girls feel about everything, right? Like we all hate ourselves. Like Lisa Sellen Davis said on the pod, mm-hmm. we all hate ourselves. Like mm-hmm. I definitely had dysmorphia around my the size of my chest. Like it was either, it was like not small enough to go away but it was also not big enough to be like good. And I mm-hmm. didn't like that, nothing. Um, yeah. And then there are other parts of my body that people have drawn attention to that have made me feel like they're just the wrong size, the wrong shape. And I feel like mm-hmm. so many girls feel that way, but yeah. but like when you say that something is the wrong size or the wrong shape, and that something is someone's clitoris, you're mm-hmm. give, you're like granting that some kind of power maybe that.
1: If we were to say, well, yes, you are insecure about the size of your clitoris because you're trans, Right, is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. basically. Like you, right. we we're, we've taken dysmorphia and turned it into dysphoria in all cases. Yeah, because of where it's located, perhaps. Yeah, I
1: That's think that something, that
0: true. Yeah, it occurred to me this week because I was like, "Shit!" Like I've I've had dysmorphia forever. That that at some point it just becomes like a rhetorical decision whether or not to put it in the category of dysphoria. Like what mm-hmm. I'm saying about myself that week determines whether it's gender or mm. just existence.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. And the fact is that people who, like straight women, people who people would call cisgender women also experience body dysmorphia. Right. Um, and that's where we get like eating disorders and, and like all these serious um, body issues that that women have. Um, and so it's not in in many cases related to gender. But maybe when when the dysmorphia is also occurring in someone who is gender nonconforming, then people will assume that it's related to gender, or maybe you yourself yeah. even will tie it to your right. gender because you're also having this other thing going on, which is the gender nonconformity. It's, we've been given this new place to
0: put dysmorphia, I think. And yeah. we know that. I mean, of course, we've been talking about that a lot. It's just like maybe having that word dysmorphia more in the conversation would help feminists point out, like, actually, that's what's happening here. And this is a very normal occurrence. And it's being slotted into this category, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, when you look at detransitioner stories, a lot of female detransitioners have experienced sexual assault and violation, which we know will then lead to body dysmorphia and people wanting to hide like the curves and the femininity of their body. And then that I think often gets misread as a trans experience when it's not, it's a, a trauma-based experience and a right. like a wanting to escape the parts of your body that in that twisted worldview, you think brought on the, the violation or the assault. Yeah. And I can 100% validate that because I, that is a large part of my own
0: experience that yeah. I was convinced when I was bit younger, when I was hearing all this stuff in grad school, trying to sort through it, I was like, okay, so this, the, the, like discomfort that I feel around my chest and like my stomach area, like needing to cover it. And like, I had a pretty strict sports bra regimen. I wasn't like binding, but I, I did and still do wear a sports bra 24 seven, except when I'm showering or during sex. But there was definitely some sensitivity there. And I started thinking, oh my God, it's pathological. Like it's pathological in the sense that like there's like it's me, like there's something with me. And really what I needed to do is what I'm doing now, what I started doing a few years ago, which is like talk it through. Like mm-hmm. this is it, it is a sexual assault response.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. and of course you want to get rid of like there are still days. I, I think it's worth it's you know, I'm not like shy about really any of this because I feel like it's important to talk yeah. about, it. but I'll have days where I'll be like, God, wouldn't it just be easier to get top surgery? Mm-hmm. And to not have to think about it. Um, yeah. And I know in grad school, had had I turned left instead of right, walking out of my apartment one day, I could have decided to get top surgery. And I, yeah. in all likelihood, would have regretted it because I know it's more complicated than that. Like, because I know that the problem was not going to just disappear. But no. there is still this, this like, make it go away, make it go away. And I know that it's a trauma-based thing. Yeah, um, But fuck, I there was a, chorus of people right around me that whole time who were like just
1: do it just do it you're gonna feel feel better you're gonna feel great you're gonna feel you for it just do it and it's the like shit. yeah it makes me so angry because like okay <laughs> um because if if we were to okay so let's just take the feeling of discomfort around your chest right if we were to talk through that in therapy the the conclusion that we would probably come to is there's nothing wrong with my chest yeah there's nothing wrong with me what was wrong was what some the violating behavior that someone did to me and so in that way we can separate the feelings of discomfort from like the person from ourselves. But if we were to, to pathologize it, like you said, and say, I'm uncomfortable around my chest. This means something about me. This means something inherent about me. This means that I'm trans. I've always been trans. Now we are taking like the event that caused it was the violation. We're just completely erasing that. And we're saying, no, it's, it's because of you that you're that you feel uncomfortable with your chest it's something inherent about you and then if you were to go through with top surgery and surgically remove a perfectly healthy part of your female body because somebody else violated that part of your body and and that's supposed to be that's supposed to be empowering yeah which That's is why what I mean. it wouldn't have worked it, exactly no. for that reason.
0: It would not have worked. Right. right. It would not have made me feel better. Yeah. Um, no. And I, but I think also there's a weird thing. And I've been kind of, I've been taking little notes while we've been moving in. I've had no time to put them anywhere, but like I've been thinking about doing a lot of manual labor, I think makes you reflect on like your body and its capacities and where it's been mm-hmm. and all that shit. And yeah. um, I was, I was just writing some stuff down and I was thinking, We as female people are socialized to be deeply empathetic and to care about others. And one of the reasons that I considered top surgery was because my sensitivity around my body was inconvenient for my partners that I was with. And, and I know that they would, and I, you know, the reason that I haven't had done that is because people have loved me for who I am. And I've kind of come out of this. And, you know, even when I have the rough days where I'm just like really struggling with mental health shit, which, which happens. Like I have these little moments. Right. Um, but even then I have that, like buoy of like, no, no, no. Like you have already settled this. Like you're okay. This is the empowering way is through. It's not around. It's not to get rid of it. It's like, people love you exactly for who you are. You need to like dispense with this myth that you need to make yourself easier for the world. Right. Cause it is me. Like, I think re re victimizing or not re victimizing. Yeah. Re victimizing, putting it on me Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, but I have seen, I was going to say in in the detransitioner stories, I have seen, oh my God. And on the butch lesbian subreddit, people talk about how they are, they're like super concerned with how their feelings about their bodies and their dysphoria and stuff like affects their partner. Mm. And I just feel that, like, I, I know that there is, there is a whole world of like people socialized as female who aren't, really talking about being socialized as female who are like mm-hmm. coming at these issues with this totally like self-effacing, like I can fix everything. And my first effort in fixing things is going to be to get rid of the problem. That's what I'm reading in a lot of these things. And it's make it's making my heart sore because I'm like,
1: yeah. okay,
0: this is where I was. And, and the problem
1: I, is my body.
0: Yeah. The problem is my body and I can, and I can fix it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, this is a,
1: that what you're talking about is a specific like butch woman experience, but it's also, um, has its roots in like this very common female experience that I think most female people will relate to of internalizing the blame. Yeah. Problematizing ourselves and then figuring out how to cut ourselves apart and change ourselves to, for other people's comfort. And that is, I think, a like, essential female experience and it's it's true
0: yeah it's this dismantling like if I really look for like the philosophical core of what I'm feeling in those dark moments it's like if I just dismantled myself to purify a little bit to get rid of the stuff that makes it hard to like be in my body or whatever like I can do that I have the power to do that why don't I just go ahead and do that and it is it's totally like a responsibility placed with me yeah um and then you have all the fans on the other side who are like trying to support, who are lesbians and don't see anything wrong with their partner's bodies, who are like trying to support them, but don't want them to be suffering. And it's like, we're all try like in a world where we're not talking about the problem, we're not actually attacking, like this was the sexual assault that I experienced. This yeah. is how the patriarchy has treated me. I need yeah. a lesbian world in which to reinterpret my boobs. We're yeah, not using those right. words. And yeah. so you've just got people falling over each other to be like, "I support you in your top surgery." And it's i i I'm just hearing. I'm hearing people saying what I would have said, which is that it didn't work for me. It didn't fix it,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, because why would it? Like if I think I think transitional transition surgeries only work for people who, like their primary issue is gender dysphoria or sex dysphoria. Like that's who, that's only who it's going to work for. And these people often will call themselves transsexuals because they're like, this is my whole thing. I had a problem with my sex. And so I changed as much as I could about my sex. Most transsexual people will acknowledge that they didn't magically turn from male to female or female to male. Um, But it's not going to work for people who have all these other issues, which I think is the the majority of people who are- going down these pathways yeah it is it's like
0: and thank you for tagging me on that that page today rebel parents
1: yeah she's awesome she's great how do you say your name yeah. Tiva? I I've What's never saying? met her I don't know if it's Tiva or Teba. I've only ever read her name <laughs> this is, yeah I'm always just reading people and then I try to yeah. uh, shout them and like, ah, but, Um yeah.
0: but rebel parents the account where she said we're not talking about the ambivalent lesbian to transition pipeline yeah Um, and what was the other pipeline? Why am I forgetting this when I thought it was so profound? (laughs) We're not talking about, we're not talking about the sexual assault to transition pipeline. Yes. My Mm -hmm. wife who's into psychoanalysis would know that that was an intentional forgetting on my part, um, (laughs) like a Freudian forgetting. Um, (laughs) but yeah, thank you for being brave because the people who are talking about it are the detransitioners.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah and they've already been through so much like i mean really a lot of these people are struggling to make it through the day like and and then they're brave enough to voice their concerns and they're shouted down with so much hatred like it's just awful i think how how the LGBT community, the queer community, whatever you want to call it, treats detransitioners. Like I really, yeah, it's unbelievable. And it's like the, my
0: experience with Stonebush Disco has resoundingly proved to me that the, whatever people claim about the statistics being like detransitioning is so uncommon, false. It is like super common. It did not take very long at all for me to meet tons of detransitioners who are not talking about it and are not showing up on surveys because the people surveying detransitioners are going to gender clinics to find Mm -hmm. them where they are not.
1: Right. (laughs) I mean, it's really classic (laughs) gatekeeping. It goes from that's not happening. Then if you can prove that it happened, that it happened and you can show people who it happened to, well, that doesn't happen a lot. Right. Uh, Well, it's not important. It's just the classic, like they'll, they'll move an inch, but they'll never move on the fact that this is an important issue. And Mm -hmm. even if it is, even if it is a small percentage, which I think you're right, that it's, it's bigger than it's being presented, those people matter, and, like, those people matter to me and to you, because a lot of them are lesbians, and, like, we care about our people, (laughs) and it doesn't, like, it's just so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, like, Clearly, I guess I'm not over it. I was going to say I'm over it, but like, it's just, it's just annoying to have people tell you like, that doesn't matter when you're like, yeah, it does matter to me. It really does. Yeah. And it could have changed my entire life.
0: In, yeah. Like, snap of a finger. So like, it's, I, yeah. I'm not about that, but that, that does uh, dovetail rather nicely with your piece about cancel culture. Mm. Do you want to give a brief overview or a long
1: overview? I didn't mean to set a limit. You keep, you <laughs> overview <laughs> as long as you want. Sure. I mean, um, the piece is called gender and social justice orthodoxy. Um, and it's sort of my attempt. It's sort of an appeal, I guess, to the anti cancel culture left, which is, um, a movement that I found, uh, I would say maybe late 2020 or early 2021, which really helped me come out of like a lot of the, um, orthodoxies around politics that I was stuck in. Um, and really helped me like improve my life. Um, I was uh, started being less afraid to voice my opinions and not judging people based on their different identities and all this stuff. Um, But the piece is sort of an appeal to the anti-cancel culture left to say like, but what about gender? Can we talk about gender? a lot of people are willing to talk about a lot of controversial issues, but they're not willing to talk about gender. And yeah. that is, is sort of what I'm trying to um, poke at. <laughs> right. And say, like, com- what about gender? And, and can we hold some different ideas about gender? Um, because what has happened for me is um, I actually, my first piece that I wrote was called um, social justice or Ortho- orthodoxy. And the idea that I was trying to write about was, Um, I mean, an orthodoxy is like an established doctrine, the one way to do things, the only okay way to do things. And so my idea was that I support social justice. What I don't support is the idea that there's only one way to achieve social justice. Mm -hmm. And I think that the idea that there's only one way to achieve social justice is actually hurting a lot of social justice causes because we're going to have to embrace diversity of thought and of opinion in order to have any sort of helpful mass movement for change. Um, and so that piece came out and was shared by a pretty prominent, um, writer and author in the anti-cancel culture left, um, Clementine Morgan, who hosts the fucking podcast. Yeah. If anyone is interested, she's a really great writer and her podcast is awesome. Like got me through some, <laughs> some dark times during the pandemic. Um, So she shared my work and I got a bunch of followers kind of from her account and and she's um, calls herself queer. That's like a big part of her identity. Um, And so a lot of these kind of queer anti-cancel culture leftists followed me. And then I pretty quickly um, pissed them all off (laughs) by (laughs) um, writing about gender. And I got a lot of really angry messages and, and people like, and it's just so, so strange because it's the same people who are saying like, you know, um, no people aren't defined by their mistakes and we have to be open to discussion and we have to engage (laughs) with different schools of thought. But as soon as I start questioning some ideas about gender, um, it's you're a turf, shut up. Why do you think you get to talk about this? Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of what the piece is about trying to get into that. Um, I guess, uh, contradiction that's there. Yeah.
0: Can I ask what really got them? Like what made them decide that you were worthy of being canceled since they're anti-cancel
1: culture? (laughs) Um, I think because they decided I was a TERF. I think that's the last, the last kind of frontier, um, is yeah, we can have diversity of thought, but not TERFs, not, not TERFs. And as soon as Yeah. And as soon as I said, and I've said this before, I do not identify as a TERF. I do not consider myself a TERF. Um, But people (laughs) will loudly call me that over and over again. Um, But it was pretty much me saying, um, I'm not really getting this non-binary thing. What does this mean, you guys? Can we talk about it? And me saying, hey, I think that maybe some of the female people who are getting uh, gender surgeries might have other stuff going on. Um Which we know is true. Know we right. Know. So those those were kind of the two main things that people were like, no, you can't say that. And now that you've said that, we have determined you are evil.
0: Isn't that just the most brilliant PR move on the part of men of all time? The word turf, like <laughs> to just shut down a conversation. It means nothing.
1: No, it doesn't. Like, I guess it could be accurate to someone who's just coming out and saying, trans women have no place in feminism. Like, I guess that could well, be that's an just a transphobe.
0: Problem. That's a right, transphobic that's what, person.
1: That's what I was thinking the other day. I was like, why do we need this specific term? Because can't we just call transphobia, transphobia it's when it we happens? have
0: to place the problem within feminism to make right. sure that everybody knows yeah. feminism is the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Like actually the question again is, is specificity helping or hurting? And the answer for people like us who need it, like, hey if you learn anything from lesbian visibility week and from listening to this fucking podcast on lesbian visibility week it's that you can't have visibility without specificity the reason lesbians are invisible is because nobody knows what we even are um that will persist forever until we get to like have our own space is it is it transphobic to say that same-sex attracted females are their own population no it's not fucking transphobic
1: it's a fact it's a fact Yeah. And And nobody's getting on like, uh, nobody's mad at like RuPaul's drag race for making dick jokes. Nobody's saying as gay men, you should really also be talking about vaginas. Right. Nobody's saying that. Right. It's only, it's only towards us. Well,
0: and this, and we've, we've hit this before, but it's worth saying over and over and over, which is like specificity helps people going through anything. It's, it's a, you need specificity to talk about the human experience. Actual transsexuals exist, Mm-hmm. their experience is a, a valuable one to hear about. If mm-hmm. everyone is using the word trans for people who are just like gender non-conforming. Yeah. Then we're not capturing, like we're missing suddenly we're, t- we are rendering invisible. The experience of people with sex dysphoria from birth right. exist. And, mm-hmm. and you are so correct. I think to point out that like gender is the one issue on which this kind of glomming is acceptable. mhm and it doesn't seem accidental right like the knowledge production has never included female writers Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem historically accidental that the world of discourse would have created a new way to exclude female specificity from the historical record yeah it's just magical it just happens that way
1: yeah because once you have the word turf you can use it to shut down any woman who you don't agree with any woman who wants to talk about the biological right. reality of her life and how being female affects her life immediately right. out you are not
0: permitted to have a class consciousness around being a same-sex attracted female you are not yeah. permitted and that's just that's what i wanted to say what i wanted to say in this lesbian visibility <laughs> week is goddamn i'm getting a lot of emails that claim to support lesbian visibility but don't actually know what a fucking lesbian is if you're part of a community of lesbians that includes people who are not same-sex attracted females more power to you like you can have your community and live your life but why try to shut down discourse around the specificity of being a same-sex attracted female is my question like why say that that's not the definition of lesbian that applies during lesbian visibility week when that is the very definition of lesbian that created lesbian visibility as a problem right (laughs) right Yeah. yeah we're not we didn't we didn't create lesbian visibility week well, we probably created it for like corporate bullshit reasons, but we don't have a conversation about lesbian invisibility because there are all these people like non-binary people and trans people and all these other people in the, in the club who are invisible. No, there is like the invisibility of same sex attracted female experience. It's why there's not a gay male visibility week because they're already fucking visible.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you just think about like the trying to draw a parallel between what lesbians are allowed to say about sex and what gay men don't have to even Mm -hmm. worry about like it's it's insane why can you still say gay male you can you're still allowed to say gay male if you said lesbian female you'd
1: be like blown up yeah that would be automatically (laughs) flagged as turfy yeah yeah
0: i do i wonder about that so have you have you faced any like censorship from platforms yet like have you been reported 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 not yet okay yeah
1: thank goodness but I, mean, I, know, I know I know people do that.
0: yeah and I know you've seen like some of the most prominent transsexual writers and speakers are like moving over to rumble because mm. YouTube I think has been coming down really hard yeah on them and yeah. I'm really I'm starting to feel an allyship with anyone who is trying to be realistic about their body like that yeah. it feels like this is a growing coalition of people who are like, no, I actually need to be able to talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate the viewpoints and opinions of transsexual people as well, because they are also very much grounded in biological reality. And um, something this is a little bit of a backtrack. But before, when when we were talking about um, top surgery and how you you know that that would have been the wrong decision for you, yeah. Um, it made me think of something that Blair White said, which I know a lot of people don't like Blair White. She's conservative, whatever. Um, But I really like her. I think she's awesome. And um, she always says, like, you should not be transitioning for anyone but yourself. If you're transitioning for any reason other than yourself, you're not going to be happy and you're going to regret it. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: I look, she has some really interesting things to say. Like, I understand why she's so controversial, but that's like also the island that she's set up on is like, I'm going to be this controversial person who's going to shoot little like interruptive arrows into things that people are saying. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: I just appreciate anyone who like speaks their mind freely and I don't have to agree with them on everything, but just the willingness to say, you know what? This is what I think and just put it out there. Like, I respect that.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And I mean, it's, it's
0: true. Like we things have happened that have changed the discursive landscape. Like the experience of people who are sex dysmorphic from birth used mm-hmm. to be a specific thing. And that's what we called trans. Mm-hmm. And that used to be like something that needed visibility because we didn't really understand it. Right. And we still don't like we never solved yeah. that problem. We just like moved straight, straight on. And we're like, I guess everyone is trans now. Yeah. That's it.
1: It has now like an over visibility where it's like, there's this intense focus on it but it but not on the real thing that it actually is right
0: it's very over determining yeah it's like it's it's like a category that is growing like to keep itself alive it's all it feels like it's like just this overblown cultural and i mac was we were texting and she was like do you just feel like they don't write so many stories about girls because they don't get as many clicks but like stories mm-hmm. about trans issues get a lot of clicks because people are curious Yeah. God, I hope that's not what it is, but of course it probably is.
1: It could be. Yeah. I mean, that's like the whole backbone of our like media creation empire is what are people going to look at and what are people going to keep looking at and send to each other and comment on. And yeah. Yeah. It's
0: just, it's crazy to me how like the, the well-meaning progressive group in the middle has just been, it's like, it feels to me like powerful people on the queer left who, who literally financially benefit from like obscuring sex, like namely Mm -hmm. academics and anyone tied to like children's pediatrics, like lots of Mm -hmm. people who are really pushing that transgender equals acceptance of diversity. Those people have like captured the attention of the well-meaning progressives who the second that you talk to them are like, holy fuck. Like I didn't realize that was happening to kids. I didn't realize that there were even were detransitioners. So I think what Lisa Selen Davis is doing is like really important because she's, I know she wants to look at, and I'm like so eager for her book on this, but she wants to look at what happened to journalistic norms. Yeah. Why did we start using the words that were handed to us by the trans journalists association instead Mm. of the AP style guide like, namely, getting rid of the the distinction male and female, right? It's that's interesting. Why did that happen? Who, what, like high powered NGO, like kind of pushed
1: that? You know, yeah. I don't um, know. I mean, it's gotta be it's gotta be money, right? Like they just need something to fundraise for to keep it in to keep themselves in business. Like, yeah, I mean, we know that has to be the case,
0: but like, why would news organizations fall for it? Is it just because it enables more content production
1: maybe I think there's also something and this ties back to cancel culture a little bit where I think there's there's like an idea there's an idea in the social justice space that people are either privileged or not privileged and if you are privileged about a certain like issue so like gender if you're cisgender then you're privileged and therefore you just can't understand um, trans issues. You just don't understand it and like you can't have an opinion on it because you don't understand it. And so you should just do whatever trans people tell you to do. Like, I feel like that's- It's the idea like
0: there is no way that you could read enough or listen to enough trans people to even possibly ever grasp it, which I'm like, then what is the point of even talking? Like, I thought that they were trying to help me understand Right. I, I don't mean any specific they, but I mean, like, in, when I'm in this situation, like, because I remember hearing that on certain issues, like yeah. when I was told I was racist for using the word woman, right? Yeah. It, it's like, you can't possibly understand black women's experiences. And I was like, <laughs> well, first off, it's weird that you are invoking a category woman that you're saying doesn't apply somehow to them, but does apply to me. But you're not mm-hmm. reading what Black women have written about that word. Mm-hmm. So like, it's the, of course, there was ridiculousness happening in that moment anyway. Yeah. And by the way, that was not a Black woman who said that to me. It was actually a very privileged person who did not identify as a woman at all. But my point was like, I know that I have internalized racism, not internalized against myself, but I have like a deep, I was raised in a racist society. I know that mm-hmm. I've got that going on. I'm here to try to listen and read and learn so that I can stop being shitty, right? Like if that is a way in which I am shitty, I'm I'm here to learn. I don't want to be that way anymore. I want to like minimize yeah. my white shittiness, you know? Sure. Uh, but there, you're right. There's this world in which like, no, it's, it's almost like, it's metaphysics. It's like, there is just an, a realm of experience that you cannot possibly access with language. It is just something that people feel. And it's like, well, then if I can't access it with language, then why
1: are you trying so hard to control what lesbians say? Right, yeah. <laughs> and it really is, it's just such a like nihilistic, defeatist perspective, because yeah. if that's true, if you really think that's true, that we just can't understand each other because we have different skin colors, then like, ooh, that's really bleak. Right. Like, you think there's no shared humanity between people of different races? Like, sure, of course we we have had different experiences, And there might be experiences that I'm not going to understand fully because I didn't live them. But that doesn't mean that I can't empathize with a person who's different than me and know them and love them and care about what they think and say, like, because we're both human and we can have human relationships. It's like so separating And, and that that shit pisses me off so much because like. People really think that they're doing racial justice, and I really, no. think they're, I really think they're doing more harm. And they're well, yeah. creating these like these really intensely separate racial categories.
0: Well, um, and the weirdest, the weirdest, and most common invocation of that, in my opinion, is when people are like, "Well, trans women are women. Wouldn't y- <laughs> trans women are women? I mean, you wouldn't say that black women aren't women." have you seen that? Um, no, but that's stupid because you're lucky it's, <laughs> it was going around the internet. And I think people successfully showed how racist that was. Yeah. It's like, no, what we're, <laughs> we all share across racial boundaries, a sex class. And we're allowed to say right. that like, black feminists were like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. And speaking of black feminists who were talking about like who were, who were taking the Adichie route mm-hmm. of like, trans women are trans women that's a different experience than being a woman from birth like a natal woman yeah people who were taking that route who are black feminists were like having to point out and I saw it over and over and over it was probably a couple years ago but I was seeing over and over people like capturing that that thought and having like a black feminist or even specifically like an African black feminist Mm -hmm. say like do you see what you're doing here? Like you're you are denying the commonality of a sex condition like yeah. because of race.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Yeah. It denies a shared humanity. Like yeah. it really it's really so racist. Like I yeah. This is the shit that pisses me off when I talk about social justice orthodoxy or like leftist orthodoxies is these super hypocritical stances that people take where they think they're being anti-racist and they're just being so racist. Like, even if someone were to say to you, well, just listen to black women. It's like, do you think that all black women have the same opinion? (laughs) Yeah, come on. What, huh? Like, I'm so confused. That is so, like, that's so dehumanizing. Right, right. Of course- but then, but they, then they'll say, well, not that black woman. Cause she's a turf, not that black woman. Cause she's a conservative, right? Just, just these ones who, who have to say the same exact thing that I say that I want you to say, like, uh-huh, it's just so uh-huh. stupid.
0: Yeah. yeah, You're so right though. The like tokenizing the absolute tokenizing, including of trans people be like, yeah. you know, listen to trans people. And I'm like, well, this trans person has a wildly different experience. Like this mm-hmm. is a transsexual person. This is somebody who's gender non-conforming. Yeah. And identifies with like she and they pronouns. Like,
1: yeah.
0: there's somebody who's really invested in the categories, and somebody who's really invested in blurring. So, who am I supposed to listen to? And they're like, Oh no, no, the blurring one, the one with no specificity. That's the one.
1: Yeah, because the other one is polite.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other they're one like, is
1: Yeah, that's a bad one. So, yeah, it's just <laughs> a bad trip. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh god. Um, Gender and social justice orthodoxy. Wait, was that the title? Gender.
1: Yeah. Gender and social justice orthodoxy. The subtitle is the last frontier for the anti con- for anti-cancel culture leftists.
0: That's a good title. I need you to title my papers because I, <laughs> I love subtitles. They, I require them because otherwise I make zero sense, but I still probably don't make as much sense as you do. I feel like when you write a paper, I'm like, oh, I know what that's about. But when I name a paper, I'm like, yeah, so let them guess. <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to do. That's not how you get things read. Um, okay. So, so the World Professional Association for Transgender Health this matters in terms of like one voice speaking for everyone. This is like the association that is advocating like what they call quote unquote, gender affirming care, you know, like globally. Yeah. So when people say, listen to trans people and they don't appreciate specificity or nuance, they're saying, listen to everything that this organization says. So this is the, the world professional association for transgender health's standards of care. Um, it is the section on eunuchs. Are you ready? Okay. Like other gender diverse individuals, eunuch individuals may be aware of their identity in childhood or adolescence. Due to the lack of research into the treatment of children who may identify as eunuchs, we refrain from making specific suggestions.
1: Did you know that was the thing? Okay, I'm only familiar with eunuch in the historical context, where it means a ch- a male child whose testes are removed, right? so that yep. they never develop um, and go through male puberty and so they will probably have softer skin, no hair, higher voice. Um, I'm familiar with it in the historical context. I did not, I have not heard it used as a modern gender identity. I don't understand how a child could identify as a eunuch. Well, they can also wait. One more thing I'll say is that the way I'm familiar with it is as a non-consensual procedure that was done to young boys. Right. Well,
0: they may have commonality with some non-binary individuals in that social transition may not be a desired option and hormone therapy may not play the same role as it might in a social transition or transition within the binary. Okay. It's important that all patients, including both eunuchs and those seeking castration.
1: (laughs) Scree! Hold on. Children seeking castration? Okay.
0: Okay. So this is the, I'll read the end of that paragraph and then the the beginning of the next paragraph. So what I read to you was, we're talking about children. Due to the lack of research into the treatment of children who may identify as eunuchs, we refrain from making specific suggestions. But then the next paragraph, eunuch individuals may seek medical or surgical care hormone suppression, orchiectomy, and in some cases, penectomy to achieve physical, psychological, or sexual changes. It is important all patients, including both eunuchs and those seeking castration. What are those the same or are they different?
1: I don't Estab- know. What is their definition of a eunuch? Because I thought a eunuch was defined by the castration. I didn't think I a so person could identify as a eunuch.
0: No, you can now, that is what is being established on this page. You can now identify as a eunuch
1: medically do you have to go through i mean you probably don't know but like <laughs> can you be a can you be a non-transitioned eunuch so you're just a like a regular dude but you identify as you i'm mean, yes
0: because um, they're concerned about the lack of awareness of eunuchs within the general medical community
1: are they saying that people are naturally eunuchs yes. That like maybe that maybe some some male children just don't develop
0: oh no these are people who want to get rid of their penises as children well they can identify as wanting to get rid of it as children okay this is giving me
1: i'm i'm sorry but like this is giving me some like nazi science shit i agree some this is some psycho bullshit that i don't Excuse my language, but like this is creeping me out. I don't think
0: these standards of care from the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, which is seen as like the authority on transgender health,
1: I don't know what they're talking about, but it's bad. I don't think it's good.
0: It's bad news. It seems like bad news. Fucking bears. Bad news bears. Unhinged. It is important. All patients, including both eunuchs and those seeking castration, establish and maintain a relationship with an HCP that is built upon trust and mutual understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but then they say, given a lack of awareness of eunuchs within the general medical community and the fear among many individuals seeking castration that they will not be accepted, many don't present to doctors, you know, right?
1: A eunuch have to get castrated as a child because a fully grown, like adult male who went through male puberty and then gets castrated isn't a eunuch, right? Because he, I don't think so. Because isn't the point of you, of being a eunuch that you were a child? When but
0: it- here's what no no okay so this is I'm sorry I, I like switch back and forth and I missed the like key sentence for them
1: oh lord okay
0: well I, I said it at first but like this they're really saying it's an identity so like other gender, diver- gender diverse individuals unique individuals may be aware of their identity in childhood or adolescence
1: yeah no I don't think so
0: what the actual shit
1: I think that's some creepy shit I don't, that doesn't seem right to me. Because even if a child said, please cut off my genitals, like, no, would be my answer as a responsible adult. Like, I don't.
0: Well, they refrain from making specific suggestions, but it's like, you the way that they word it, eunuch individual, sorry, that was meant to be sarcastic. They refrain yeah, from no, making specific suggestions about what to do to kids, yeah. but they're saying it's the way that they say it is like they may be aware of their identity so like eunuch is an identity here it's not a status um and it's a it's one among many gender diversities like other gender diverse individuals no i just don't know and this is the kind of thing where it's like if any of the well-meaning liberals who just like cheer for everybody saw that they'd be like what the fuck
1: Hopefully. Or they would be like, well, you know what? I don't understand the identity of eunuch and I'm being privileged. And let me just accept Unix. It's an un- underrepresented gender diverse. I'm like Do you killing my brain saying this. I know, but here's what I
0: am wondering. Do you think if they had a eunuch visibility week, that it would be for Unix and all non-binary people, including transgender and lesbian and queer people? would they go ahead and open that category to everybody
1: i don't know rachel (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna have to wait and find out aren't we Jesus,
0: like would i have gotten a unique visibility week email that sounded as mealy mouse and milk toast as the one from wet for her i don't know (laughs) because i feel like when you have an identity that's about your dick you're allowed to have it
1: (laughs) the The absence the presence yeah (laughs) Oh my God. Probably.
0: Yeah. Right. This is an, an entire identity about penises. Well, we can't have an entire identity about pussies because that's made up. Ours is made up. Theirs isn't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my
0: God. That
1: is some crazy
0: shit. I can't. Yeah. Wow. Some Crazy shit. And it's yeah. frankly, it's turfy <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> to have an entire identity about yeah. one side of genitalia. It's like they have genital preferences right. or something.
0: Yeah. God damn
1: it. God, that's crazy. I mean, I will say I've seen some pretty crazy stuff about some of those um, doctors and surgeons who do um, gender. Oh, hi, baby. My girlfriend just got home. Um, But I've seen some crazy stuff. Like, I don't know, I saw a clip from I Am Jazz where uh, Dr. Marcy Bauer did her um, bottom surgery and she's taking pictures of, of Jazz's bottom surgery and saying, wow, you, um, this is like from the show saying, wow, you could be a porn star with all the pictures we're taking of your vagina, saying that to her underage. So I think there's some creepy shit going on. Like I mostly try to stay away from, like, I've seen a lot of those arguments that it's like, you know, perverse doctors and all this stuff, but like, there's something, there's something off going on in there. Well, we know that Jack Turbin is a liar and lies on purpose about like girls
0: not presenting, like he basically claims that, it's, it's just a lie that girls are presenting at gender clinics more commonly. He, he says that that's a lie, but then he admits in a tweet that his argument against that claim misrepresents all the data because he knows his data is fucked up, but the American huh. Academy of Pediatrics still promotes him. So that's my question is like, why are we collectively deciding to misrepresent facts? And when it, when you pair that with something like this, that the W path says yeah. this kind of shit about eunuchs you're like yeah. what you do start getting images of like weird nazi doctors and shit like what is this yeah. social experiment yeah. that's mm-hmm. occurring well this yeah. medical experiment excuse me this medical experiment that is that is at the expense of children i mean mm-hmm. how does jack Turbin still have a fucking job it yeah that what that man did was to obscure the medical abuse of girls and he still is like the star at pediatrics. Um, I don't understand.
1: Yeah. I'm thinking also of um, Jamie Reed's recent testimony for the free press where I don't know if you read it. She came out um, and she had been working at a gender affirming care clinic for, for minors. And she came out and she basically said, I realize that we're doing more harm than good. And we are trying to fly the plane while building it. And we are Um, medically experimenting on children. And she felt that she had to blow the whistle and she prefaced the whole articles by saying she called herself further left than Bernie Sanders she's married yes. to a trans man and she said she was like i thought i was the title of it is i thought i was saving trans kids and oh my god i saw a- this so what's her name again yeah. i think i just um, Jamie Reed Jamie Reed huh? yeah r e e d i think yeah it's a, it's a it's a very disturbing um article honestly they go into detail about what happened to some of the patients in that clinic but i think it's a must read for people who want to be informed about this stuff because i I literally have had people say to me this isn't happening to children and no it is and i'm like it literally is there is evidence like but it's um the information is just not reaching people who are in these little insulated queer leftist bubbles
0: And it's, it's, it's disturbing, especially when you look, when you compare what's happening in American society, which is, which is so privatized where healthcare is so privatized. Nobody's really watching with what's happening in Europe, especially in the UK, where like Hillary Cass did that independent review of the Tavistock clinic and the gender development service and shut it down. Like, like we don't have that review happening here. And, and it's, it's astounding to me that like the queer community in the United States is willfully ignoring what has been found. In it's in our own clinics where yeah. people are getting shouted down for saying girls are presenting here and, yeah. and willfully ignoring, more importantly, what these independent reviews are finding in other societies that have a lot of um, inter intercourse with ours. in terms Right. Of, like, cultural. yeah, they
1: they were ahead of us on providing gender affirming care to minors. And yeah. now they're ahead of us on realizing that they were not helping the majority right. of those kids. They've realized it. But we don't want to look at that because we're too tied up in this moralistic, like politically, um, tribal bullshit. Yeah. I feel like well, I'm and- cursing more on this episode than last one. No, it's,
0: it's I mean, you know, I do anyway. So, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was, I started looking at Hannah Barnes's time to think, which is like her book, yeah. uh, her like full on review of the gender identity development service after it shut down, where she talks to like everybody about what they were doing and what happened. And it's, it's astounding to me how frightened people are to even say anything when they're telling the truth. Like they're, she has to go into great detail in the, and I've just started this book. So I basically have only read like the method section equivalent, but it's like a whole bunch of people know that they're not allowed to talk about what they were doing. Why is that okay <sighs> no, in a world, in a world
1: of publicly funded healthcare? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That is a bad sign. And people, people on the queer left will go on and on about be on the right side of history, support trans rights, be on the right side of history. But yeah. when we really look at it like who is the brave person? The person whose opinion is widely printed in every liberal newspaper or the person who is terrified to share their opinion but knows that they have to because they want to prevent right endangerment to children
0: yes occam's razor occam's razor do you actually think so like the simplest explanation for the existence of turfs is that Mm. that that giant group of people who now you can call anybody a turf right Mm. the the simplest explanation for there being a group of people who care about like their sex is that Mm. they have something to say um because it's so scary for them to say it So why would you think that every single woman who, and if you look at them and their histories and their personal lives, like JK Rowling is not particularly inclined to shit on people for no reason. She's not doing that. The simplest explanation for what she's doing is that she's seen something that is hurting people. She knows and Mm -hmm. she's speaking up about it at great personal risk. Why would somebody speak up at great personal risk just to be an asshole? It doesn't make sense.
1: It, the, it, the oh sorry finish what you were saying no go go for it well i was just gonna say the leftist or the, the queer leftist argument would be because of transphobia because they hate us so much they that's just, so much extra work hate us and that's their motivation for everything they do right is but that's not what people do no people, no it's
0: not that's not how people operate people don't no. put that much effort into hatred unless no. they're like anita what's her face like people who like Openly campaign against what I guess what I'm saying is when you see people put their work into hating people, they're better at it. TERFs don't (laughs) hate very effectively. Really, what they're all talking about is like (laughs) sex based rights. So, if the person you're calling a TERF is just talking about sex based rights and is experiencing a lot of verbal abuse for that, Occam's razor is she's actually got something to fucking say. And I'm glad somebody's saying that sex is real because I need it to be able to make sense of my entire existence. So, I really appreciate that. I also appreciate Lily Cooney, writer lily cooney comma writer comma who you can find on instagram at lily cooney writer her last name is c-o-o-n-e-y um stonewitchdisco.com has all of my writing i've been working my ass off for like eight years plus at this point to um make sense of what it means to be a gender nonconforming lesbian butch person in this world today and what words mean and what they can do for us and what they should do for us maybe um so please head on over there and check out check out the writing see what you think there's also some funny little merch if you're interested um and a whole bunch of pictures of like hot butch femme human beings um hot butches on another page we're reorganizing the website so we're gonna we're gonna um unveil quite a bit more to come but um head on over there right now because there's a lot of good content and there's a whole library that's very in progress but um, pictures of lesbian theorists from the past and things they said about stuff that would be very useful to read these days. Um, people I wish were still alive so that they could smack down some of the bullshit. <sighs> R.I.P. Audre Lorde. Um, thank you, supporters, at patreon.com slash for keeping this alive, keeping my hope alive, keeping me writing. There will be new pieces out ASAP. Um... Alright, have a good week. I will see you next Tuesday, somewhere around then. Bye. Back again like flu season. I broke records while lose and I'm coming on my roof leaving. Don't give I f I don't care. Uh did the lonesome, no wonder now. I'm on one. No shortcuts on that long run. All I really want is my share. Uh get on my god 'em my told him it's nothing.